Hello, is it pod you're casting for? <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. You can hear me in your ears. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful twist on an old classic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, your favorite podcast. Here with the yep. host with the most. Why, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, your worst enemy, Hollywood Steve. Fuck you. Ooh, damn, dude. Why you got to be mean to him like that? I don't know. I just thought it's the day after Halloween. I'm pissy. You know, you got that hate in your heart. You're like, it's fall, (laughs) y'all. Fuck you. No, hey, everybody. I love you and whatnot. Positivity. I'm in the extended Halloween season now, dude. Yeah, no. It's it's not over. It's not over. Yeah, we get get at least the next two weeks, right? Sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. For sure, man. Especially because we got our dead and lovely meetup coming up this very week in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Uh, November 4th is when we're kicking it off. We got all kinds of fun activities and hangout stuff planned it's not too late to get a piece of this action i'll go ahead and tell you some 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 absolute facts one we're meeting at merchants of beer at seven o'clock on friday night fact fact number two on saturday afternoon we have central cinema booked out to watch psycho gorman fact so if you're in the knoxville area the day after the meetup Come to the Central Cinema, watch Psycho Goreman, uh, maybe drink a beer or something. Mm-hmm. Have fun. I'll tell you another one. If you don't do it, you're either a sissy, mm-hmm. a Yankee, right. or maybe even both. <laughs> Yankee sissies are just shutting off the pod right now. Well, I never. <laughs> Wait, no, that was too Southern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucked that guy. How about that? There we yeah, go. okay. There you go. Yeah. That's more like it. One star review. They called out my Yankee sissy dumb. <laughs> I'm a One proud star. sissy, and these guys are making fun of me. <laughs> you can bet your Charlie Cod I won't be listening to those guys again. <laughs> huh? That's good, isn't it? I'm going to park my car in Harvard Yard. And complain about <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that meetup is coming up it's going to be a good time the weather and stuff still beautiful here in tennessee so hopefully that will hold out for us and we'll have yeah. ourselves a damn yeah. good time and keep that halloween season a rolling which is mm-hmm. exactly what we intend to do on today's episode as we delve deep down into the guts deep into the the catacombs of a ghost busters mm-hmm. too yeah gee host busters dose that's right <laughs> gee host Busters. Dose, if you want to get straight on to the movie review to find out if you should watch that movie or not, uh, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. But as always, before we get there, we're going to catch up, shoot the shit, all that other good stuff. So don't miss out on hanging out with your boys. This is your chance for a weekly hang just to be a fly on the wall, you know, (laughs) catch up with our convos. Right. Do like you, think, you do. Like, this is a type of convo that you'd be missing. Do you think if Ghostbusters 2 came out in the mid-2000s, it would be Ghostbusters Tours? Oh, dude, that'd be so much better. And, they missed then, out on that opportunity. Do, do you think anybody then at the studio would recognize, you know, it just sounds like you're saying Ghostbusters Tours, right? Oh. <laughs> like a bus tour with ghosts? Yes. Okay, here's a question. Is it a bus tour that takes you around to see ghosts, or is it a bus tour that's exclusively for ghosts? Well, you have to like, I, prove that you're dead before you get on. I think we know from this movie that Slimer drives a bus, so... Uh, it's kind of built in. Yeah, yeah this actually is there. a ghost bus tours movie, huh? 
That actually sounds fun now that I think about it. A Ghostbusters sure. Tours movie. That's just, okay, yeah, this is something we could absolutely do. Just, uh, you know, a, a, a tour of ghost areas in, in, nearby or whatever. It shot, like, mm-hmm. you know, POV with somebody's fucking cell phone or whatever. Uh, and things get progressively actually spookier until people die or whatever. Okay, write Give this us down, money. man. <laughs> yeah, trademark dead and lovely. You heard it right there, man. You heard it right there. Uh, So, yeah, we'll be getting into that thing later on in the episode. But for now, I want to catch up and talk about this lovely Halloween week that we both just had. I have been just absolutely insanely fucking busy. In fact, I'm I'm so busy and I'm just so fucking tuckered out. I just need to go ahead and crack open a co-beer right now. You got a problem with that? I do not. In fact, I prefer that you do. Well, that's because you ain't no Yankee, nor no sissy, nor no Yankee sissy. <laughs> you think the Yankee sissies are just heated that they heard a beer open just now? Oh, they hate it. They <laughs> hate that. I got myself a leftover Halloween party beer here. This is a Saga, Saga Tuck? S-A-U-G-A-T-U-C-K. Saga Tuck Brewing Company out okay. of Michigan. Oh, okay. This is their Blueberry Maple Stout. I think mm. that sounds like that's going to be pretty good. Six Damn. and a half percent. All right. I went easy on the breakfast today, man. We've been just so fucking hectic lately that it's like, oh, yeah, there's no food in our house today. Uh, so I barely had breakfast. This sounds like a breakfast beer. It's a problem. We're also dealing with that because we're moving soon. And it's like, well, you, can't, you know, you don't want to buy a bunch of groceries because mm-hmm. transporting groceries is the fucking worst. Um, This beer is really good. That straight up just tastes like a blueberry pancake breakfast mm. with a cup of coffee and oh, yeah. a co-beer <laughs> <laughs> sounds great that sounds awesome i'm not oh. mad at that at yeah. all that's really good yeah it's got like a good amount of bitterness and darkness to it um but it's also got like that really nice brightness from the blueberry flavor little sweetness of the mm. maple but it's not too sugary i was worried it was gonna be too sweet but it's not just too sweet it's just sweet enough Aww. just like me wow how sweet real fucking good man real good Speaking of blueberry pancakes, I had some Waffle House. Oh, hell yeah. I uh, hadn't had Waffle House in a while. Got a fucking, uh, what is it, all-star breakfast? Yeah, because uh, you're an all-star. Hey, now, dude, you're an all-star. Get breakfast in Waffle ass, House. Man. I have rarely consumed a Waffle House that wasn't either in a state of being drunk or being hungover. Like, yeah, I'm trying to remember yeah. the last time I was sober completely in a Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> Most recently, I had that experience. <laughs> It's always the right fucking choice. And if you're too good for Waffle House, I'm too fucking good for you. Ooh, damn. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah, good times, man. Yeah, dude, I think I could use myself a good quality um, alcohol recovery breakfast after our Halloween weekend that we've yeah. had. It's just been a whole lot of working and prepping and partying and all that stuff. We hosted a ginormous Halloween bash, as Which we uh, as we tend to do. God damn it. <laughs> oh, anyway. I don't know how that happened. It's all my fault, man. <laughs> but uh, basically, I didn't, I didn't get the memo in my head totally that it wasn't at your place. And I came down with, like, Salem, and I parked, and I'm walking with Salem. And then I'm like... <laughs> Their apartment is black. Like I could see nobody home. Yeah, nobody home. I'm like, fuck, what? And then like I realized, like, oh, obviously it's at the fucking a venue, right? And then I'm like, well, I can't take Salem. And then like right around that time, she just fucking diarrheaed on the sidewalk. <laughs> I was like, Happy well, Halloween, asshole. Yeah, gotta. I guess she's got a little diarrhea now, so that's fun. 
<laughs> so that was my Halloween. It was just full on. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds parking, electric, dude. Walking a little bit, seeing diarrhea, walking back. <laughs> <laughs> What do you even do? You definitely do? got the trick, not the treat, for yeah. sure. What do you even do though when your dog like has diarrhea? I mean, look, I say it was the sidewalk. It was on, the, it was on the grass next to the sidewalk. But like, what do you do yeah. if your dog has diarrhea on the sidewalk? Just like, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> like, it's tough. <laughs> you know what? That's a tough situation. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. You know? What? I'm not gonna mop the fucking sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Just avoid you blew it, it. I guess. You missed out, man. You missed out. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was a good old big time bash. I tell awesome. you what. So we had ourselves a good time. Did a lot of hard partying and stuff. Hey, mini rant right here. Are you okay. ready for this? I'm excited. This is this is just Uncle Ben's little rage corner right here. Okay, <laughs> buckle up, buckos. All right. If you're a grown up and you get an invite to a party, and you know people's buying food and liquor and beer, what's gonna be for free for you? You ought to RSVP. Yeah, true. People have a real hard time with this. And it's like, if you're going to a party and you know they need to have a headcount for how much food and booze to buy so that they don't over or undershoot anything, it's not that hard to be like, yes, I will be there that Saturday. I will plan around it. So many people just don't fucking do it. And it's like, we have no idea how much food and stuff that we're supposed to buy, y'all. It makes it really hard. Like, honestly, you know, with booze, because we buy good stuff and it's stuff that I would be drinking at home anyway, it's like, okay, yeah, we had some leftover booze. I'm sitting here drinking one of the leftover beers right now. Yeah. That's going to get taken care of. Mm -hmm, But food food is expensive, dude. Yeah, it is. And it don't keep. No, so, it doesn't. No. Did, did you, you end get up with invite, too much or too little? Oh, definitely too much for sure. Mm, yeah, that sucks. But you know, it's like on the other hand, it's like you don't want to have too little neither. So no, it's a it's a balancing act, yeah. man. So if and you get an invite to a big old party, hey, do me a favor. You just respond that some bitch, even respond if it's a no. Dear Cvu play. I think people scared to say no, and it's like oh, no. Yeah. I'm I'm glad to know that you're not coming because then I'm not buying unnecessary food or alcohol for you yeah i think i well i think like maybe we were all kind of ruined by facebook invites and stuff back in the day where you're getting invited Mm -hmm. to a party and maybe is an option right (laughs) and now you know they're wanting you to rsvp and what do you you can't say maybe so like we all got to the point where we were comfortable saying maybe and now it's like oh fuck uh what do i do Uh." (laughs) i don't know how to commit to this or not (laughs) It was still a really fun party, though, man. My uh, my costume was was extremely stupid this year. Uh, yeah. I don't think I put up any pictures of it. Now, last year, I was spaghetti. You were spaghetti. And that was one of my mm-hmm. favorite costumes. It was great, yeah. Really stupid. Took about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's costume maybe took about 20 minutes, I think. Okay. Um, so, and honestly, this is kind of a piece of dead and lovely history here too. So hopefully you'll enjoy this. I'm excited. I, uh, I got a, a hamburger costume. <laughs> it's one of those ones that's just kind of like a big foam, like uh-huh. styrofoam, like bun with like a picture of a burger and lettuce and stuff on sure. it, right? Uh-huh. And I took a bunch of styrofoam and I crushed it up and glued it over the image of the burger and the lettuce and stuff. So, And then I painted it like kind of a, a brick red sort of color. Mm-hmm. So it looked like a big old sloppy Joe, right? Okay. I also had a magic wand and a wizard's cloak. <laughs> I was a man witch. Man witch. (laughs) (laughs) 
I knew that you'd get it. There's a lot of people oh, that man. were like, what's going on here? And I'm yeah. like, Manwich. God damn it. That's so good. I was Pretty just, good one. I just, I am so lazy. I just went with the pro wrestler costume again. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna do, I mean, I'm still got this in my back pocket for next year. I am gonna just get a t shirt and write murder guy on it, and that's my costume. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Now this is painting even more of a picture where I'm just imagining maybe somebody was out on the street and they watched the entire exchange where you went and you parked your car, you walked in a pro wrestler costume with your dog yes. to like the sidewalk of where our apartment is. Yeah. You look up at the window, your yep. dog shits on the ground, yep. just diarrhea everywhere. And then you walk away. Somebody would be like, what was that about? <laughs> that Did he bring his dog happened. here to shit in front of this guy's house on yeah. purpose? That definitely happened because, uh, there, there were, uh, a couple of, uh, uh, unhoused folk hanging out under the bridge there who, yep. uh, watched me walk by <laughs> Definitely could see where I was, what happened, and then watch me walk back, get in the truck, and drive off. Somebody was like, "Was that like was this guy using his dog for a drive by? I just witness a drive by dog shitting? Here's some diarrhea, bitch." <laughs> Honestly, what? you know what? That's that's what that's how you handle your dog having diarrhea on the sidewalk. You point at the nearest apartment and you scream, "Take that, bitch!" And somebody would be like, there was meaning behind that. There was intent. Something the guy happened. Knew, yeah. He somehow knew the dog would diarrhea in front of this guy's place. Yeah, something what really happened? happened to create this situation. And <laughs> I was lucky enough to capture it. Yeah. <laughs> if only you would have also like joined her in solidarity. You know, <laughs> then people really would have been like, oh, this was intentional. This was planned. <laughs> This guy and his dog shit in front of this guy's place. I just, I just like hunker down in front of her, staring her directly in the eyes, and do it too. Like team what after. What the hell was that? <laughs> People are like, man, that guy and his dog are a squad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't Dude. piss them off. Ah, uh, it's a, it's a damn shame, honestly. That I, I really hope somebody listening is like, oh, I saw that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was downtown. I happened to see that. Yeah, I, I was but, very curious yeah. about it. Yeah, it's a damn shame <laughs> I don't have it on video because it was really funny. It was like fucking <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm type shit. Just like, oh, right. this shit now? God damn it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a it was a good time, man. We had ourselves a, a great party. Of course, the day before and the day before that was all the you know planning, hustling, getting all the food and booze and decorating the venue and all that jazz. Because we have like a storage unit. Not kidding, like a storage unit full of Halloween stuff. So damn, we uh we decorated that place up pretty damn good. Had ourselves a big old party where I shockingly did not get hung over. This Ooh, is great. That's awesome. That is good to hear. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you, though, I've been kind of experiencing... Okay, now we're getting into old man changes. Now, this is some classic dead and lovely stuff right here. Yeah. Steve and Ben talking about getting old and how stuff changes, okay? Yeah. So, it used to be, in my younger days, that I could go to bed pretty drunk and just sleep like the dead, right? Yeah. Anymore, these days, in my late 30s, the combined stimulant and relaxant effect of alcohol is not working for me anymore as a sleep aid. Like, dude, if I go to Mm -hmm. bed buzzed, I almost without fail wake up wide awake at like 4.30 or 5 a.m. Yeah, and the sleep's not good. And it's terrible. Yeah. 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 So, like, I've kind of figured out now, it's like, okay, I have to stop drinking, like, at least two hours before when I'm going to sleep. (laughs) 
It's so yeah. fucking lame, dude. Like <laughs> these are things it. nobody prepared me for. I know. Those when you start making these like adult ass decisions, and it's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what I love that also like two middle-aged childless guy, you know guys uh-huh. ideas of being responsible is don't drink two hours before bedtime yes. <laughs> go ahead and drink all you want just give yourself yeah. a little leeway there near the bedtime exactly so it's like if, if it's you know if, if bedtime's 2 a.m yeah. at 11 59 i'm shotgunning like five beers <laughs> just to get my intake in yeah well so obviously. i can coast the rest of the night because i'm responsible i'm an That's, adult yes that is the most adult decision to make <laughs> so yeah that's what's been working better for me so if you're out there having trouble with your sleeping and booze in combination maybe try that try that two hour before cutoff it seems to be working pretty well for me that's definitely awesome. better than you know uh powering down a few before bed which right. now that yeah. i say it out loud sounds like a really bad idea so all right yeah i would say it is because yeah it, it definitely affects your sleep quality and and i have the same thing where it, yeah it i just don't get much sleep and then just yeah. wake up and can't go back to sleep and yeah yeah it sucks worst. man right so uh party was awesome the next day we we kind of just chilled man it was a pretty laid-back day we started that off by meeting some friends at a at a dang old drag brunch here in town which was what? a you lot was, of fun you was out there grooming them children's Oh my God! We gotta listen. We gotta watch out for the exposing the evils of our children around these. Okay, exposing here's the, the thing. evil of of a lovely person. Just <laughs> yeah, entertaining people. Entertaining I guess, you over brunch. <laughs> like oh, the evils. So here's the thing. This this drag brunch, which is nothing new, guys. Like drag performing, drag brunch. This is nothing new to no. Knoxville. This is nothing new to the fucking world. No. There were legitimately people online, of course, on the cesspool of all humanity on Facebook, Mm -hmm. making all kinds of public comments about, like, I'll never frequent this establishment again. These people are sexualizing and grooming our children. I can't believe you'll let children be exposed to this, yada, 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 Um, which, of course, is just stupid bullshit coming from people that weren't going to be there anyway. Yep. And I'll tell you, it was just fucking fun. And... If you're seriously... Okay, and the reason I'm going off about this is because I've seen so many old boomers going on the same rant and using the same language, describing drag performing and, quote, grooming our children and all this shit. I've seen everybody using the same language. Like mm-hmm. there, there was a pamphlet that went around to conservative America that I missed. Thank no, it's just Christ. Fox News. It's the Fox right, News. Right, yeah, the they're just repeating what yeah. they fucking hear. It's the same thing it's always been. Yep. But here's the thing, man, honestly, that I was really thinking about as far as people, yeah, getting on to drag performing and, you know, at all ages, places and stuff. Mm. Um, If it was really about exposing kids to sexual content or kids seeing skin or whatever, these people would be protesting Hooters every fucking week, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have, there's no age limit for Hooters. No, it's an all-ages place that you can take your kid into 364 days a year and see a half-exposed ass and a Mm -hmm. a nice set of titties or whatever. But they don't complain about that. So it makes me think this really isn't about... No, it's not about sex. ...exposing kids to (laughs) sex. (laughs) It is not. Yeah. It's like, tell me you're homophobic uh, or transphobic or whatever, queerphobic in general, without telling me you are. There you go. That's what you just fucking did. Yeah. I I think... 
it's it, it is ridiculous it's i don't know we're just in an age of, of prudery at this point yeah that dude is, it's like neoconservatism ridiculous. shit it's, it's fucking so, stupid i hate it man because like uh, i'll I, i'll see it online i, I saw like on, on, on the twitter i'm gonna uh, uh, uh I, I, I'm on the Twitter, on the internet. Have you heard of it? On the Twitters. On the Twitter, yeah. Elon on Musk's Elon Musk's Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jinx. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was on Elon Musk's Twitter, and uh, somebody who was talking about, uh, like, y'all didn't warn me that X is just a straight-up porn, and it's like, X. Uh, what? Is it? <laughs> I, I remember there's nudity, and there's scenes of simulated sex. But that's not porn. That's not pornography. Okay, here's the thing. Did that person just expose themselves to be like a way more fucked up individual than they really meant to tell us that they are? <laughs> right. Like there was people getting their throats cut open. I didn't know this is pornography. <laughs> I'll jerk my off dick was hard time. as uh, yeah. <laughs> my dick was hard as a rock watching this thing. Yeah. Especially after all them people started dying. Yeah, I th- I think the just the amount of prudery now and just it's like. And the thing is that there's so much less sex and everything that they're like searching so hard to be prudes. Like you, yeah. What the fuck is going on? I don't understand. Like fucking is cool, guys. Sex is great. <laughs> uh, boobies love them. Uh, uh, wing uh, a wang doodle hanging out. That's that's gonna do it for somebody. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't People know. are just fucking stupid, man. That's Drag brunch was awesome, and and like honest to god, like. There was less skin at that thing than what you see walking into Twin Peaks. Not even Absolutely. exaggerated yeah. at I, all. I mean, the idea is not necessarily skin, right? <laughs> no, that's yeah. not the point. That's not it at all. Yeah, they just don't want uh, kids being exposed to anything queer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. I hate it. Drives me fucking insane. It was fun. I'm happy to support it. We got some great entertainers and performers here in Knoxville, so yep. I'm happy to give them my dollar papers personally. Um, so that was definitely a whole lot of fun. And then uh, on Monday, man, we went over to Lindsay and Thomas's place, as we yeah. usually do, and handed out candy to the kids so for the fun. trick-or-treating and all that jazz, which was uh, a really good time, man. The weather yesterday for trick-or-treating was, like, perfect. It was, like, a little cool, but not too bad. Yeah. The leaves here in Tennessee are all changing. It's absolutely fucking beautiful. It was, like, a little bit of rain that morning, so it was just a little, you know, little grimy, little grubby looking outside. Mm-hmm. Ideal trick-or-treat conditions. Yep. Um, I always enjoy perfect. doing that very much. So we had ourselves a damn good Halloween, even though, you know, again, the month of October has not necessarily been the best overall for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we had ourselves a, a simply lovely Halloween time, and now it's Christmas. <laughs> it's already christmas damn it's already Uh, there man (laughs) man my week i'll tell you what we're you know as i said last week or maybe two weeks ago we're moving to portland um quitter quitter yeah we we quit tennessee uh we're moving to portland so then dealing with moving and it's just like watching money fly out the window (laughs) like oh okay another (laughs) another thousand dollars okay this is great wonderful um but yeah, we're we're um we're busy as shit trying to get that together. Uh, mm, but it, it's I bet, man, it's happening too. We we've got the house, we've got the jobs, we've got stuff set up. Everything's good. Uh, it's still stressful as shit though, because I'm gonna be driving for four days across the country. Ugh, <laughs> dude. Well, you know what they say about moving? It's fun and it's cheap. Oh man. You know what? Like seriously, you know, if you're if you're living in a state that's like criminalizing your existence, all you got to do is just move, man. 
So simple. Doesn't cost right? so much fucking money and so much fucking time. <laughs> all them people that's dealing with all the bad water in Flint, Michigan, and, and was it Jackson? Yeah. They ought to just move. Yeah, just move. God Just move. That's the Said dumbest people who have never argument. moved. Yeah. <laughs> I, as someone who's moved a good bit, it fucking sucks, y'all. I mean, it is not. It's not just pick a city and go. I mean, yeah, pack up a car and drive there. If you've got enough in savings, you can certainly do that. Um, it, it's going to be it's hard. It's very hard. Um, but then, you know, just the actual process of moving itself, like getting your stuff to where it's going to go costs money. It's not, it's oh, yeah. not a, I want to be there and it happens. It, there is a good bit of money involved. And yeah, it even sucks. if you're doing it on the cheap, like whenever yeah. you guys moved to L.A., you we guys did, did everything as, yourself. Yeah, we did everything as cheap as possible. And I, I believe it cost us over seven to eight thousand dollars in the end. Yeah, you That's can't like just pick up a, a rundown basic. used car. Like, yeah, people can't fucking do that. man. No, no. We saved up a good amount of money to do that. And it, it really like, honestly, like. It is not that easy. <laughs> like, no. It's just not as simple as saying just move. So that's a dumb argument if you ever use it. If you don't like where you live, <laughs> just save up $10,000 and leave. Yeah, it's, it's that su- easy. Such a simple process. Oh. That's a like, parenthetical thing that they never say. Right. Just save up $10,000 <laughs> and leave. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of important. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking getting it done we're, we're getting all that stuff done and, and i'm excited but we have uh you know it's, it's halloween times we've had some time to watch the movies uh oh yeah primarily and i still won't say anything about it i um okay. think the horror community has done an amazing job of not uh, spoiling this for people who maybe haven't seen it but barbarian is Fuck fucking yeah. awesome Fuck yeah dude i'm mm-hmm. so glad you finally got around to watching yeah, it man. i actually watched it's, it it's amazing um, I watched it once by myself and then watched it once with Emily. Uh, both times, a fucking pleasure. Um, How is it on the rewatch? I've not gotten to watch it, it again it since better. we saw it in theaters. <laughs> I yeah? liked it better the second time because, you know, the reveal that you get, um, you already know it. And, yeah. and, and so watching it, you can kind of see it from a different angle and see how, you know, because, yeah, again, I, I don't, I I don't want to say too much about it. Because again, like it just came out on HBO Max, you do need to see it if you haven't seen it. Because people are gonna start talking <laughs> about yeah. every single thing, and you don't want it ruined for you. Um, I'm with you. People have done well about not ruining that movie yeah. because the least, the, the less you know going into it, the more you're gonna enjoy the movie. Yep. And it Absolutely. totally has, and, and not at all that reminds me of of Malignant whatsoever in terms of vibe, storytelling, sure. anything. It doesn't remind me of that movie at all. No. Um, but it reminds me of Malignant in the way that you watch it, and you're like, what the fuck was that? It was yeah. just this weird, yeah. one-off, self-contained, like, uh-huh. this isn't going to be a trilogy of movies nope. kind of thing. It really reminds me of just those random-ass, super weird movies from the 80s that was just this standalone, bizarre-ass thing that you're like, oh, man, I got to ask everybody if they've seen this fucking movie because it blew my mind. Yeah, I love that we're getting a few horror titles that kind of fit into that category. Love it. I was uh, kind of blown away because, again, I didn't look into it at all, but uh, directed by Zach Kreger of Whitest Kid You Know, 
Um, yeah, what? Which is, yeah, like <laughs> mid, mid to late two thousands sketch show. It was funny. I mean, some of it doesn't hold up because <laughs> it's mid two thousands to like or early two thousand tens humor. Ever since I watched any of that stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, a surprise. I mean, I, I guess it's not surprising. A uh, person going from comedy to horror. We've certainly seen it before. Uh, it's interesting that both he and Jordan Peele just blew it up immediately right like the second they made something it's like this is a classic instant well i think that there's a lot going there you know between comedy and and with horror in a way where you're making your audience experience an involuntary reaction you know Mm -hmm. uh kevin smith whenever we saw kevin smith recently he was talking about this where he's like when you tell somebody a joke like you break down a wall with them because you make them do an involuntary action. Yeah. Laughing is not something you decide to do. No, it just happens to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like very, I don't know, it's very personal and very intimate to make somebody laugh unexpectedly mm-hmm. like that. And you can say the same thing about horror, where if you make somebody jump out of their seat, again, involuntary reaction. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of the same kind of things going on as far as, yeah, setup, payoff, anticipation. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that those guys are so good at doing both, even though it seems like yeah. there's not a lot of common ground between those two genres, but I'm with you, man. I, I can't wait to see what he does next. Cause I think barbarian was fucking amazing. I hope yeah. he plans on doing more horror. Yeah. I hope so too. I mean, you know, I, I, I didn't really looked into it. I would like more from, from Zach Greger for sure. Uh, Shit, yeah. What's, what's in like your horror top three of the year. Now that oh you've seen man. That? For me, it's definitely X barbarian. I, say, I mean, X and, and Pearl and Nope and barbarian are up there yeah Fuck, nope, this is probably a, my third i don't know it's been a good year man yeah i was gonna say it's been a good year for horror movies and i i can't even remember all the horror movies i've, I've watched this year but i i think those those four were pretty much in in top contention for me and and i i loved nope but i i think i think x is is my favorite movie of the year so far i think x is probably my favorite yeah. over barbarian but Probably just, just by a little. Yeah, just yeah. narrowly. Yes. <laughs> it did happen to just hit a niche subject that I that I love, 70s porn. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, uh, it's kind of perfect for me. Whereas Barbarian just is an amazing horror movie. Totally, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad that you liked it. And again, we're not going to spoil it no. or anything here. If you don't know anything about it, keep it that way. Just fucking watch it. It's on, what, HBO Max right now? Yeah, right? HBO Max. Yeah. I didn't even know anybody in the cast and didn't look it up. I was just surprised when people were showing up. It was just like, oh, yeah, hey, <laughs> it's that person. And just like the three act structure of the movie is bonkers. Yeah, it, it is, is one of the most extreme examples of a three act structure yep. that I've seen in horror. Period. It's really, just so wonderfully like done. So yeah, don't want don't want to ruin it for anybody. Uh, I will go ahead and ruin this one though for everybody. Slugs. Um, <laughs> Slugs. It's a uh, it's. <laughs> If you've seen the movie Alligator, which you should, Alligator's really good. Uh, alligator and Slugs are basically the same movie, except in one there's a fucking alligator, and in the other there's a bunch of slugs. Which is scarier, <laughs> which is more threatening. Yeah, so everybody's much more frightened. Like, it's played so straight. Like... <laughs> It's slugs, People man. are legit terrified of these things. Okay, it's like, okay, yeah. so get the salt. You should be good. Right? Like, it, it, for real, though, it, it, I don't know, like, it was fun because it's so absurd because it's played straight and you're just like, they're slugs. Like a slug bites a guy. What? Okay. Wild card idea. Uh-huh. And again, this might, this might be trademark dead and lovely time again right here. 
What if the reason that salt eradicates slugs is actually because they're demons? Holy shit. What if that's why? That I mean, listen, if if you wanted to curse someone, uh, you know, for, I don't know, you're, you're a god and they fucked with your plan or whatever, making them a slug, I don't know, man, sounds, sounds to me like that's what I'd do. Because you're yeah. like the slimy thing that crawls on the ground, you know, everybody's a little bit grossed out by you, even though they are kind of sure. Uh, and then, yeah, you're, you're right. If salt kills them, that, that means demon. If you're killed Probably by salt, you are a demon. You are a demon, I say. <laughs> Next time I'm going to show one of them the sign of the cross before I salt them. <laughs> hmm? You just hear hmm? the slug go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, slugs. I mean, I had fun with it. It's on, uh, fuck, I don't remember. Maybe Shudder. Um, also, uh, I, I watched 40 minutes of Hocus Pocus 2. 40 so whole you, minutes of it. You want to know how I feel about Hocus Pocus 2? I watched 40 minutes of it. Well, you um, don't like the original neither, though. You uh, got to yeah. put that out there. Actually, though, I will say this. One of the things I didn't like about Hocus Pocus 2 is how unlike the original it is. Okay. It right. doesn't really capture the feel of Hocus Pocus to me. Uh, also, I hated that it had like a 10-minute Walgreens commercial. It did have a Walgreens commercial on it. Yeah. That is true. Um Okay, the feel of the original, though, is 90s, so they can't really feel that out again. Yeah, I mean, but... Okay, here's the thing. And this is, I mean, again, this goes back to to weird prudery. You know how in, in Hocus Pocus, there's like the whole running theme of this precocious Thora Birch pointing out that her brother likes this uh, teenage girl's boobs? Yabos, Yabos, yes. yeah. Um, and there's like, you know, the, the concept that they're like evil child eaters, etc. This, this movie was like so sterilized and also tried to like put some sympathy on the, the, the sisters. And it's like, they do eat kids. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? I don't need backstory about the kid eaters. That shows them as, as persecuted witches. Like, they, yeah, okay. they eat kids. I'm just going to say, so far, your reasons for this movie being bad are not enough talk about teenage boobs or child <laughs> eating. I'm just saying, you're not coming off as the good guy here, Steve. It's not shining a good light on you. I'm just saying, it's not in line with the original. Not that I need those things. It's just, like, so jarring as a sequel. But then, yeah, the 10-minute Walgreens commercial really fucked with me. I don't like these. We got it in uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which Emily and I also watched. 10-minute fucking Walmart commercial. These are commercials. Yeah, these these yeah. scenes don't do anything except be a commercial. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they used to show those on TV around the time the movie would come out. Like, oh, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out. <laughs> I saw a Walgreens commercial with the sisters in it. That was goofy. Yeah. And then you go see the movie and there's not a Walgreens commercial in it because that would be insane. But yeah, now, that would be a little too upfront. Yeah. yeah, now they just walk into a fucking Walgreens that's lit like a Walgreens and walk through a fucking <laughs> Walgreens. Why? <laughs> They show us many aisles of Walgreens. It is so true, many. They, there's it really is a Walgreens commercial. Now the thing is, there were in that forty minutes, 
there were several things that made me laugh. Like yeah. uh, fucking uh, t- Tony Hale as the evil uh, priest guy. He was great. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Yep, he's good. He's good. And also the little girls playing the Sanderson sisters in the flashback. I they're think great. they're great. Yeah, they did a great job. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, the part where... Uh, uh, whichever one of them was that put the Roombas on her feet when they were like flying away on their brooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the fun. Roombas that's on fun. the feet was great. And later on in the movie, those things get really characterized and become like little minions. It's actually pretty fun. Okay, well that that that's that's fun. But all the other stuff was just like I just don't care about this fucking movie. Um, but that, that's fine. <laughs> I had a again, good time with it. Yeah. I, that, again, I, I'm not a, a fan of the the original, uh, though I'll, I'll still watch it. Emily watched it just the other day. Um, but yeah, I, I just couldn't get into it, but I also watched or have watched at least four episodes of the new season of American horror story NYC, which is set in, uh, the gay scene in 1981 in New York city. So oh, really? Yeah. It's interesting. Very interesting. Like that's pretty cool. Highly recommend it. If you've maybe watched American horror story in the past and been like, this is not cohesive. It's the most cohesive season of American Horror Story I've seen so far. Now, definitely, <laughs> it's American Horror Story. For sure, it's going to go way off the rails by the end. But right now, I was going to say, it's yeah, really you said you're how many episodes in? Like four in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're almost at the point where they're like, actually, what if we do something completely different? Yeah. <laughs> So that could happen. Could they happen. usually hit about episode five or so. Right. Then they're like, okay, now it's in 2081. Now what? <laughs> yes. And the- I swear, dude. <laughs> it's like the, the writers of that show hit this point where they're like not confident enough in their ideas or they're like so ADD that they're like, I'm bored. Let's change it. <laughs> I love it. I love that about it. That's one of my favorite things about American Horror Story is that you know it's going to go off the rails and go insane. But I, I do think... The idea of it going forward in time to 2081 is great, and I really, I think someone needs to write this now. Here we go, in 2081, one of the newest things on the market, Biborgs. Oh. Yes, they're cyborgs that are bisexual. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah, sure, why not? There we go. All right, Biborgs. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I recommend it though. I, uh, American Horror Story in New York City uh, or NYC. Uh, he's been really good, really good performances. Uh, a lot of the same faces you've seen in other American Horror Story stuff, but uh, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Kate's been watching on those American Horror Stories, which uh-huh. is kind of their I liked it. anthology. Yeah. She said yeah. it's pretty damn good. Yeah. I've not watched any of it yet. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that season uh, or well season. I guess it's it's. The show itself. I liked that first season there. Uh, yeah, every single episode is, is its own thing. Anthology series, I guess you'd call it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think... Uh, I just... I love the silly, crazy elements to American Horror Story of just how bonkers it can get. Like how you can oh, never does, expect yeah. what's gonna happen. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Good stuff. Uh, speaking of anthologies, have you watched any of that uh, that Cabinet of Curiosities yet? No, I need to get on that. I, I really want to get on that in that new um, show by the Coraline director. Or not show, uh, but movie. Wendell and... Fuck. There, there's a new... It's, it's like a Coraline type... Uh, Say what? I didn't yeah. know about this. And it's got uh, Key and Peele in it as well. Fuck. Wendell and Wild. That's what it's called. 
dude i have I not heard about this uh netflix is not pushing it enough they definitely should be because um i'm very interested in it i i was gonna watch it last night but uh emily and i decided to watch uh <laughs> ghostbusters afterlife um i i think uh it, it just hasn't gotten any push i've seen people on twitter talk about it which is how i kind of was like oh i want i want to check that out but yeah they're, they're just not pushing it enough Hmm, weird. I'll have to check that out because, I mean, obviously, I love all the Coraline stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We watched an episode of that Cabinet of Curiosities with uh, Lindsay and Thomas last night because uh, they had started it and they were really into it and stuff. We watched one of the episodes and it was pretty fucking sick, man. Yeah. It gave me vibes of, like, Jim Henson's Storyteller. You remember that series from, uh-huh. like, when we were kids? Yep. It kind of had that vibe, only it was, like, horror. Oh, uh, cool. Pretty fucking rad, man. I'm definitely going to watch more of it because I was really impressed by the, the direction and uh, casting and everything, too. So it seems like that'll be a good watch. Any cool, like, monster effects or anything so far? A little bit, yeah. yeah. A yeah. little bit, man. And it's one of those shows that you can kind of cherry pick and just, you know, watch in whatever order you want to. Oh, so I think okay. the episode that we watched was, like, the second or third one. It was this autopsy episode. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and it was, it was cool. Definitely got me interested to watch more of the series for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. You know, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, always bringing it. I'm, I don't think I like everything he's done for sure, but it's always interesting. Oh, yeah. Always got a stamp on it for sure. Yeah. We had time to watch ourselves a couple two tree things over the course of this week as yeah. we were just, you know, collapsing onto the couch after <laughs> a day of uh, work to get this party and stuff going. Yeah. And then on Sunday, we had ourselves a pretty good just movie marathon. So we caught a couple of Halloween classics that we've been putting off that we hadn't gotten around to yet. Uh, watch the OG Ghostbusters. Guess what? Still a fucking 10. Yeah, I believe that. I swear, man. There's like stuff that I pick up on. That I never noticed before. Every single time I watch the fucking movie, it's so good. Yeah, I I uh, actually didn't rewatch it for this. I watched all the sequels because uh, in my mind I was like, I want to determine what's the best sequel, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but I, I I didn't even watch the original and didn't. It just crossed my mind like, why didn't I watch the fucking original? <laughs> Word, so good, so fucking good, man. Uh, we watched Trick or Treat, which I maintain oh. is like, dude. It is to Halloween what Home Alone is to Christmas. Yeah. We're just like mm-hmm. every frame of the whole movie is saturated with the holiday. Yep. God damn it. I love Trick or Treat so much. Same. So good. Uh, we've done an episode on that one and the yeah, original Ghostbusters back. and on Sleepy Hollow, which we also watched. Uh, Emily watched that as well. Yeah. Love it. Still a huge fan of that movie. Yep. Still awesome. Uh, and again, I, I think I just grow to appreciate just how ridiculous and overdramatic and silly the movie is every time that I watch it. Yeah. It is very silly. That like, I, I the Christopher Walken when he's getting his his head back, the headless horseman is like growing back into yeah. that bad CGI. I actually thought this time like I kind of like that it's bad because it's goofy, it's silly, it kind of totally like agree. it goes with the vibe of the the movie. Yep, I mean it just goes with the fucking you know red paint, blood, and yeah. all the other silly shit going on through the yeah, whole flick. Absolutely. Uh, also watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. We've also done that one on the show. Always love that movie. Some bangers, man. Yep. And uh, the original Poltergeist. Watch that one as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just some mashers, dude. Poltergeist, yeah. man, I swear. Like, I don't know why I never think to talk about that one when I'm talking about my favorite horror movies. I'm always like, yeah. oh, The Shining, The House of the Devil, yada, yada, uh, Hereditary, whatever. Um 
Poltergeist absolutely deserves to be on that list. I think it is yeah. such a fucking cool movie. And it's you really can watch well it as just a great classic horror movie yeah. or watch it as this microcosm of consumerist America, yeah. you know, Reaganomics America. Mm-hmm. Really fucking great flick, man. Enjoy that one a lot. Well, and we'll be talking about the sequel next week, by the way. Yeah, that's sure. right. We sure will. Yeah. And I've- I think overall this week, man, I've just been um, looking back in the rearview mirror on on where I was uh, at this point last year and enjoying that my, my mental health has been much, much, much better um, than it was a year ago. I, I think a lot of people don't know, but like around this time last year, I was quietly losing my fucking mind. I was uh, (laughs) at a point of burnout and fatigue. That was just two extremes that I had never experienced before. I did not know that I could have that many toes hanging off the edge. Yeah. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of factors I think involved in how I ended up that way. Um, some of it just being that, you know, my, my, my schedule, uh, of teaching and making videos and stuff through COVID times, then got compounded with all my quote, normal life stuff that came back post vaccination yeah. era and I was living like two complete lives at the same time. Like yeah. either of those is a full-time job and I was doing both at the same time. Uh, just saying yes to everything as I tend to do. And uh, it was a, a huge turning point for me, man, that I, I think really kind of came together whenever we took that great vacation with, yeah. uh, with some friends and stuff last November. That was a big turning point for me just to say I will never allow myself to get that way again um because that that point that i was at around this time of year i mean you know because you work with me and (laughs) a lot of other people that are close to me know they were they were very concerned about me very worried about me uh and i was i was as well you know looking back i'm like wow i should have been worried about me too (laughs) but i was just so focused on (laughs) doing work and being a maniac that i wasn't and uh yeah man take care of yourself people jeez dude yeah. Like that, that, that mental health. I mean, I, I think that a lot of us are, are getting more, you know, aware of, of course, taking care of your body and your physical health and eating right and exercising and all the benefits that come along with that. Everybody knows that, but I think we need to place just as much emphasis on our, on our mental health and taking care of that and Absolutely. saying no as, as much as you can to maintain that. Um, yeah, dude, it's, yeah. it's been, it's been a, a better year for me overall. Better like I look back to where I was for sure. <laughs> Better, yeah. yeah. Still not good. I'm still working on that. I'm still learning myself uh, as far as how I can actually do everything I want, achieve everything I want. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's very, very hard to me, especially hard when you love what you do. It's hard to say no. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, it, it's it's real easy to just not take that extra shift at work or whatever because you want, you know, some mental health time. But when somebody's like, hey, do you want to go play rad guitar in my awesome band? It's like, yeah, <laughs> cool. I do. I do want to do Sounds that. Sounds rad. Yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate and thank everybody who uh, put up with me while I was just out of my fucking mind last year and, yeah. and helped me to come around to the other side of it. Again, still work in progress. Nothing's uh, exactly perfect yet, but... Uh, appreciate everybody who stuck with me through my very, very crazy times. Uh, <laughs> definitely take care of your head, y'all. Yeah, I I cannot uh, uh, add much more to that. I am I am very much a when you need the time, take it. Like if you need time to just sit back and relax, do everything you can to take it because it's 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 gonna burst at some point. 
it's all gonna come out you're all you're just gonna fucking collapse uh, at a certain point if you don't let yourself rest and give yourself some time to just chill and think about your life and enjoy the world for real man for real well and it's also cool too man because if you're you know if you're doing your thing and you get to a point where you know like like for example in my case you know with my uh, my guitar students and stuff you know through like 2020 like during covid i took on about like 60 hour long students a week jesus and honestly it was it was great during 2020 because i needed stuff to do i wasn't touring i wasn't going out on the road i wasn't doing anything so it's right. like they need something to do i need something to do this is a mutually beneficial situation but then, you know, again, 2021 came around and I kept all that work plus added back in Ugh. gigs and tours and sessions and, you know, being with human beings on top of that. That's impossible. You can't do all that stuff. There's not enough hours in the day to do yeah. that. Um, but, you know, what I found that I think is also really cool is that like last year, you know, after we took that vacation and I actually kind of regained a little bit of sanity for a minute. You know, I went to my students and I'm like, I'm taking December December and January off. I'm taking the holidays off mm-hmm. from teaching. I'm taking January off. Everybody was like, cool, good. Take care of yourself. You yeah. work too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people around you realize. People around yeah. you know how much you work and also appreciate it whenever you're rested and taking care of yourself and can work better. Yeah. Like I know, I know I was reaching a point where it's like I probably wasn't even doing that great of a job, you know, trying to help other players out. Because I was just so taxed mentally. It's like, I'm yeah. not doing anybody any favors by burning myself out like that. So, yeah, man. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, people will uh, respect you. People will work better for you. You'll work better for people. Just got to take care of that noggin. Take care of that noodle. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just thinking right now, uh, this is the stuff people are complaining about when they say we don't get right to the movie. This is fucking gold. What? Yeah. Like, this is pure great life advice. Right. From a, a horror movie podcast. Like, what, sure. what are you complaining about? <laughs> we might have called you a Yankee sissy earlier, That's but true. listen. I'm sorry about the Yankee sissy remarks. I mean, I guess. I ain't. Yeah, okay. I wasn't really either. Since they're an avowed <laughs> sissy, it's really not. If somebody's like, I'm a sissy, it's, it's rude to say they're not. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Anyway, Ghostbusters so, yeah. 2 or something? Ghostbusters 2. I don't know. I think that's what we're talking about yeah. today. Yeah, that reminds me. We are here to talk about that thing that makes us feel good, which is to say, busting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels mm-hmm. great. Love to that's bust. That's right, man. That's why on the Preview Palace, we're going to talk about our top 10 best orgasms. Welcome to the Preview Palace <laughs> Orgasm Edition. <laughs> <laughs> there was the we're one where I was all real. like, Ugh. "Yeah, <laughs> we're getting real, real personal on this episode. <laughs> we're going deep." Yeah, uh, not though. We're not doing that. Actually, maybe we're, we shouldn't. Yeah, we're gonna rank the. That's for Patreon the ghost, only. Yeah, yeah, right that's there. Patreon only. We're just just coming, <laughs> coming for twenty minutes. Um, uh, we, we're gonna rank the Ghostbusters franchise, including the cartoon. And the video game. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we, we we agreed on every one of them. I have not played the video game, uh, so I, I had no stake in it. But right, we 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 very much agreed that Ghostbusters 2016 is the weakest in the franchise. Right? 
That's the yeah. That's the last place entry, and yeah. it's because we're sexist. Yeah. Line. Ooh, women can't be funny. I say. Uh, oh, they ruined my childhood. Oh, is my, my childhood. review. No, it's. Uh, I can never watch the original again because these <laughs> girls were in the <laughs> no new one. No more childhood for me. Uh, it's 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 funny. I mean, there there are definitely funny moments. Um, I don't I don't uh, have any problem with the humor. Uh, as a story, it's um long and convoluted and god it's long not dude. very interesting why is it such a, a long movie i don't know i don't know why it's that long it, it's also it feels i don't know to me at times it, it feels too empty like ghostbusters one and two were very much filled up with music and banter and like there's motion all the time everything feels like it's moving forward even though honestly one and two also just feel like sketches a lot of the time it still totally. has motion it's still moving constantly and oh, i yeah. feel like there's set pieces there's yeah. memorable scenes and moments yeah 2016 kind of screeches to a halt sometimes kind of slows down like know, specifically man. moments where they try to you know shoehorn stuff in like the the guy on the subway that just does the ghostbusters uh logo for no reason he's like how about I forgot this? about that. Yeah, it's like, what? This is so dumb. So lame, man. And honestly, I think like the two biggest problems for me with that movie that really take away from the magic, from the feel, I mean, for one, like no practical effects. Ghosts, so much fucking CGI. Everything yeah. looks lame as shit. Like the yeah. ghosts don't look cool. It's just like, okay, everything CGI monsters. Everything feels like whatever. a green screen. Like everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a big problem for me. And then two... I think it was actually you said this, maybe when we did Ghostbusters around this time maybe. last year. Like, the biggest problem with those four isn't that it's a group of dying old women. It's mm-hmm. not that. It's that... Okay. Um. Shit. What is her name? The best actress of all of them. Oh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. There, uh-huh. See, and the fact that you knew who I was talking about yeah. means you already know where I'm going. Uh-huh. Kate McKinnon was playing a character. Yeah, she was going for it. Meanwhile, the other three are just themselves. Like Leslie Which Jones is, is just crazy. Leslie Jones. It's Melissa crazy. McCarthy is Melissa McCarthy. Um, You've got Kristen Wiig, and she's Kristen not Wig, yeah. going goofy. She's playing straight. You, Kristen Wiig, is your straight man. Yeah. Like, have you seen Barb and Star? What are we doing here? Oh she, my God, she's hilarious. She's, she's hysterical amazing. as fuck. I mean, but they I, didn't let them be characters. Right. They were just themselves in the movie. Exactly. I guess it's. Re- I mean, honestly, it's really just her character in Bridesmaids, which is Paul Feig as well. So it's. I I imagine that's what it was going for. Like they were like, well, let's kind of have that Bridesmaids energy, except Melissa McCarthy won't be over the top. Why is Melissa yeah. McCarthy so subdued? In Ghostbusters 2016. I don't understand it. Let her be I don't wild. Know. And I'm not even one of those people that just hates on her. I know a lot no, of people just what? fucking hate Melissa McCarthy. She's great. Yeah, just, yeah, she's fine. I'm not uh-huh. like an enemy of her or anything like that. There's just nothing for them to work with there. No, I, that's it. That is it. They were expected to improvise a lot, clearly. If you've seen the extended edition, you see a lot of that improv. And again, like, they are funny. It's just, what, what is the joke leading to? It doesn't really... It doesn't do the same thing it does in Ghostbusters 1 and 2, where it's kind of this buzzsaw banter that keeps the motion of the story going, even if what they're talking about is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, and I like the subtlety of humor. Like, there's so yeah. many things as a result of all the improv by the original Ghostbusters cast that are so, like, off the cuff 
things yeah. that you might not even realize that line was supposed to be funny and let, until you've watched it 50 times and you're like, oh, actually, that was fucking hilarious and yeah. just off the top of their heads. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, rewatching Ghostbusters 2016 this week, I was like, I, I watched the extended edition last time. This time I watched the theatrical, theatrical cut again and I liked it better. Um, I thought it was still like, having all these problems that we're talking about but like the humor still hits for me they're still funny yeah um, oh there's still funny stuff yeah. in it and it's nowhere nearly as like fucking unwatchable as the damn internet as you think that no absolutely is. not no the extended edition is to me it is unwatchable <laughs> it is too the last thing it needs to be is long. longer yeah holy fuck man <laughs> also what's up with this like mandela effect shit going on because in my head that movie, when it was in theaters and being promoted and stuff, was just called Ghostbusters. Right. Now on streaming, it's called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember it being that way. It's uh, It was a studio decision, and Paul Feig was pretty upset about it. And, uh, you know, the any of the press you saw, all of the actresses were talking about Ghostbusters. They weren't calling it Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Uh, but the studio decided that that's what they were going to call it. Uh, but if you look it up on, if you just look up Ghostbusters 2016 on Google, it, Google just calls it Ghostbusters. <laughs> hmm. So studio lost on this one. We we're all calling it Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's weird, man. It's also just strange that it's all in this, I guess, alternate reality where the Ghostbusters never existed because you have the original Ghostbusters in the movie as like cab it's drivers so and shit. Weird. It's weirder Why? to have them in there. Like if you're if you're just it saying is. they never existed, it's so weird then to have the actors show up. Um, it's just confusing. Yeah, and then to kill Bill Murray. <laughs> Why? Oh what? yeah. What? Yeah. So no. I yeah. That, I don't uh, don't like that movie though. Uh, you know, if, if it's on, I'll sit down and watch it. Uh, I think next is we also were very. Uh, uh, on board with uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife being, yeah, you know, fine. It's, it's fine, fine. It's um. I it's, watched it last year. I've not found myself like dying to watch it again. I mean, the yeah. the kid performances are are They're cool. Good. It's mm-hmm. got some really, it's got some really heart stringy, touchy stuff there yes. towards the end. That was yeah. nice. I mean, as somebody who's you know spent their entire life watching Ghostbusters shit. Um, it did get me a little bit, just a little bit misty-eyed there right. towards the end. That's not a bad thing. Sure. But it's it, overall just not, it's not, like, joyful in a way to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a very serious Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> like, way right? too serious. Um, but it, it does, it has its good points. I mean, Paul Rudd's always charming. The, as you said, the kid actors are good. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it, it hits the, hits some of the nostalgia a little too hard for me but it's fine like it's a fine movie i it's do fine. again hate the 10 minute walmart commercial where right. paul rudd pulls that? up to a walmart and we get a big old shot of walmart for a while then he walks into a walmart and walks around the aisles of a walmart like <laughs> in walmart lighting i don't understand why we're doing this shit what? i know it's really strange. It is. It's very strange. It's like, like I don't know if you remember this period. There was a brief period in like the 2000s. It may even still happen. I just don't watch a lot of broadcast TV. But like the the main broadcast channels, they would integrate commercials into the the show like so 
ha- like ham fistedly. Like I remember an yeah. episode of Fringe where they're like driving a Ford, and like the first thing you see is the Ford emblem, and then it like it like does it like does like a pan of like the whole interior and stuff, and then they're like, so I think one of the characters is like, uh, could you uh, call this person or whatever, and then the driver is like. Uh, whatever. Call who so and so, and then it calls them, and it's like, hmm, hands-free technology, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? What are we doing? <laughs> is this a car commercial right now? <laughs> Nobody talks like this. Off? No, they do that in like the James Bond movies, especially really bad too, uh-huh. where it's just like a jaguar, huh? Oh Jesus Sick. Christ! Yeah, yeah, just, just in your it. fucking face. Yeah, yeah, I hate it so much. But yeah, other than that, though. Uh, it's you know the the kid the what uh, podcast uh, that's a cute kid he's he's got yeah. some fun lines and then yeah the uh what's her, what's her name fuck I can't yeah, remember the she's main good. I can't remember the she's names, so yeah. good yeah she she the the way she does the like deadpan humor stuff and it it works for me each time I'm like yeah that, that's that's a stupid joke I like it um yeah so that, yeah that's that's fun. It's overall all right. You know, yeah. I wasn't like full of hatred after I watched it, but I also wasn't just like dying to see it again. Yeah. And that, uh, those two we completely could easily agree on. Now we get into a more murky situation where I think we're talking about just four very awesome properties. Uh, I don't know the video game, but uh, love the show. Uh, love Ghostbusters 1. going to go ahead and tip my hand. I love Ghostbusters 2. Um and the vi- the video game playthrough that I've watched looks like a fucking awesome uh, game with a really good story. Yeah, totally, man. I think that like the next runner up for both of us is probably the Ghostbusters cartoon that we yep. that we grew up with. Yeah, uh, of course. Love there's it. like the modern adaptations, like the extreme Ghostbusters or whatever. Right. We're just talking about the original OG one. Yeah. that we grew up with, man. I actually just went back and rewatched uh, a couple episodes because they're streaming now, and man, like the animation style is fucking rad the uh-huh. monster designs and shit they're are really fucking cool. yeah. rad yeah. man it's so cool and of course that that also spawned like the action figures and stuff and i think my yes. favorite ghostbusters you know sequels are probably just the stories that like <laughs> like my brother and i made up with our ghostbusters yes, figures awesome. like in the bathtub on those water missions like uh-huh. those are probably the best sequels <laughs> yeah i i think uh, i didn't see those but i'm going to i'm going to guess they're really good <laughs> um uh, but i i, I guess I, I think like from my experience with the cartoon and I, I have also rewatched some kind of recently and just been like, this is still good. Like I'd still watch this. I, I remember watching it. Gosh, you, you just like researching for this is just, just like last year. It reminds me so much like of Exo cooler and like Slimer toys and, and stuff at, at like Burger King and like how pervasive Ghostbusters was. In the mid dude. to late eighties, it yep. was just absolutely everywhere. everywhere. And yeah, my childhood is like this and Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you know. So I, I, I definitely do have nostalgia for the cartoon. That maybe you know, if you didn't watch the cartoon as a kid, you might not get into it. But I think, I think it is genuinely just good. Um. So yeah, I, I have not played the video game, but I know controversially you would like to place the video game as number two on the list. I think the video game is the best Ghostbusters sequel. I really do. Wow. It is so fucking cool, man. And like the storyline 
feels right in line with the original two movies and the cartoon series. It kind of bridges the gap of all those things very nicely. Yeah. And yeah, it puts you in the shoes of a new cadet. All the original voice cast. I mean, the the, the story for the game was written by fucking Ivan Reitman and uh, uh, fucking, damn it, what's his name? D- Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. Like, it was written by, <laughs> yeah, those guys, all of them. Yes. All of everybody. It was written by all of them. Uh, but it was written by, yeah, the original dudes and stuff, so it feels very in line, and, like, there's a good amount of dry humor to it. Yeah. Reenacts a lot of the scenes in a lot of new ways, but also, you know, goes in different directions with uh, the way the story goes later on. I think it's fucking great. It's so fun. Like, I was watching the movie there the other night. I was watching Ghostbusters 2, and I was like, God damn it, I just want to play this game again, man. That's going to be one of, like, my big priorities through the holidays, because I'm taking... Uh, December off from teaching and stuff again. I'm like, just God damn it, I've got to play yeah. some fucking video da- games, yeah. man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you'll uh, uh, Sharp-eared listeners are probably like, Steve, you skipped three. <laughs> I did that to create tension. What's going to be number <laughs> one? What's going to be three? Uh, I think we agree, though uh, we will discuss uh, a, a bit about... Uh, this, is, this is a tougher one for me than it should be, but I think we agree that Ghostbusters 2... Uh, is is great, but not as good as Ghostbusters one. Right. Yeah. Now, if you'd have asked eight year old me, yeah, I'd have been like, I can't talk to you. I'm not related to you. Right, and that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but if you would have told me you were like a, a third removed cousin, I would have been like, I prefer Ghostbusters two. Could I leave now? <laughs> that's what I probably would have said. Yeah, yeah, and I also I think I watched Ghostbusters two way more as a kid, just way way. More. I know that I did. Yeah, Dude, this is one of those ones that I feel like, which I don't know, man. Uh, your memory can be a funny thing when it concerns your childhood. I feel like this was one of those ones that like I rented a hundred times as a kid. It was yeah. probably two or three. Probably but to me, it just felt like I had seen this so many times. But I definitely watched this one a lot more than the original when I was a kid. Like I especially remember liking Ghostbusters two more because it was brighter and shinier. That uh, is true. As a kid, and even honestly to this day, I tend to prefer stuff that is just a little bit more slick visually than hmm, okay. grimy on the grimy okay. side of things. Which you know, there, there's there's a time and a place, of course. Like there's things yeah. that I love about. Of course, I love that the original Ghostbusters is grimy New York City. I love yeah. that Frankenhooker that we did the, there the yep, other day. It's grimy as hell. Yeah. Maniac. Like, I love seeing the mm-hmm. grime now. Uh, but back when I was a kid, I didn't want to see old stuff. It, it also kept me from reading, like, old comic books, playing oh, yeah. old video games. Like, I, I didn't want things to look old. I think this is... I, I mean, don't know where that came from. I, I, didn't, I didn't have that, but I have known a ton of people who were like that as kids. Who like my my friend Brandon Coley? He could he cannot watch black and white movies even to this day. Like he just disdains them because wow. they're old. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a weird thing. But yeah, does he hate I, antiques? He's like, how old oh, is furniture? <laughs> he sits down on. It, he's like, this is like fifty or something. Yuck! <laughs> is uh, this couch full of horse hair? I hate it. <laughs> I I uh, I also yeah I, I watched Ghostbusters two more. Um, my wife, my wife Emily, um, she said to me after we watched Ghostbusters two that she likes Ghostbusters two more than the original Ghostbusters, and I've heard Even that to from this a day. few people. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and I don't disagree that that's a valid take. At like, 
we're going to be talking about it way more. I, I want to hold off to the actual movie discussion, but I think I think that's kind of a valid take. We'll get into it. Uh, but Ghostbusters one, that's that's number one, right? Like that's the one. Yeah. Like, there, there's no way it can't be, man. Like that's that's one of those ones that, like I said earlier, I feel like every time that I watch it, I'm I'm picking up new things, new little subtle things in that movie. Yeah. Um, we did a full review on it there last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go check did a really big deep dive in that. Be sure to listen to that one. Yeah. And uh, we talked about a lot of the just the subtle intricacies of that movie, but also the fact that honestly, a lot of it doesn't even really make that much since yeah no it's it's definitely a flawed movie in in certain ways and i could say the same for ghostbusters 2 and maybe honestly ghostbusters 2 is a little bit tighter possibly but it does still just have that i don't know it feels more electric because everybody involved like they still liked each other um yeah (laughs) yeah you can definitely tell uh they were all kind of at the top of their game uh this is this is you know uh not true in Ghostbusters 2, and we'll talk about why that is, but uh, they, there definitely is a feel to the original that can't be recaptured with the sequel, even though the sequel, again, is fucking awesome. Yeah, I totally agree, man. There's something about the way that everybody was acting, interacting, improvising off of each other. I mean, yeah. the fact that it's a movie about a, a business startup, that's what that movie really yeah, is about. Yeah, it really is. That's it. <laughs> It just had such a good vibe, such a good energy about it, man. And uh, yeah, definitely one of the best comedies of all time, for sure. Oh, yeah, I I I love it. Um, I yeah, I think we we've we've ranked the franchise pretty well. I think we should get into discussion because there's so much I want to say about Ghostbusters too. Yes, indeed. And we want to know your individual rankings of this franchise over on our Facebook group. It's the only reason to have a Facebook page. It is. Uh, so sign up, join up to the group today. Join in our discussions and memory and good times and shenanigans that we have over there. I'm uh, I'm going to crack myself open another co-beer because you Do know it? what? Fuck it. Why shouldn't I, right? <laughs> I, uh, I definitely think that um, getting into this movie now, like this watching this with a critical eye kind of changed my perspective on ghostbusters too because i you know i loved it as a kid uh as just said um but then you you grow up and you hear that the critics didn't like it they hated it this was news to me like this is one of those things that i remember whenever i started reading stuff about movies on the internet i was like Mm. wait hang on you guys don't love ghostbusters too yeah yeah it's weird Um, and you know, going back and watching it and trying to see like, what is it they're talking about? I certainly found like, uh, yeah, I guess it's not as, as full of, of, you know, the same feel that the first one had that we were just talking about how you just can't recapture that, that sort of magic, but then watching it again, just trying to formulate my own opinion and, and get into words, how I feel about it. I think they were just fucking wrong that like yeah they don't recapture that but the fact that it's five years later and they've not been fully connected and in contact and all this other shit has happened sets up that they're not going to have that same vibe the movie does that that's fair so the complaint is kind of null and void to me like yeah Hmm. it's five years later they have been separated Yeah. yeah it's a friend group that's not been in full contact things are a little awkward it's fine. Yeah, you can't get the band back together and expect it to pick up right where it left off, huh? Right. Yeah. So I, I, I think 
you know, looking at it now and seeing what those critics are saying, I think it's just like, you know, we get it. We get it all the time. It's it's happening all the time with sequels. I just said, you know, Hocus Pocus. I don't like the sequel. I guarantee kids are going to grow up on it and love it. And in 20 years, people will be like, Hocus Pocus 2 is fucking rad. You guys suck. Um, but I, I think that like watching it and, and just seeing that like it really is so much of the same like uh, pacing and, and whatnot. And they still get jokes in like crazy. It's still doing all the same sort of comedy, but it also feels positive. It's got this weird, like, good vibe to it, which is, you know, part of the plot. Like, it's kind of the point of the movie. Yeah. Like, the the whole thesis of the movie is like, hey, maybe things could just be nice. Like, maybe we could be happy, uh, which is, you know, uh, it's it seems like that's a kind of, you know, real naive message, but I don't think it is. I think it's a message we need a lot more of, uh, especially now. Like, hey, maybe yeah, things no could be good. Like, I know things are fucking terrible, but maybe they could be good. Maybe we could work at that and stop dwelling on how bad they are. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what made him take that angle, too, considering that the first one is was very much kind of a, a libertarian perspective yeah, on starting is. a business, personal freedoms, yeah. government overreach. Yeah. I wonder what made him go in this direction with this movie to be like, you know what? We should just tell a movie about like, be good to each other. Negativity, hatred is contagious and spreads like a virus. Yeah. I wonder what made him go that way with this. I By the way, yeah. I'm drinking myself a Lagunitas little something, something. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, ale right here. And it is just a goddamn delight. What a fucking yeah. wonderful beer you can get at the grocery store. Come That's on. Great. Yeah. I don't know, you know, everything that was going on, but it really, in some sense, was kind of a reaction to a lot of, you know, movies that we we love that were accurately describing uh, the future, uh, such as RoboCop and, you know, They Live and things like that. All those were, you know, kind of coming out around that time. And, it, you know, I, I think in some ways you could say it is a libertarian's response to that. Uh, and it's, you know, that, that naivete is not actually there and it's a very calculated, like, Hey, why don't you just fucking shut up about Reagan or something type of message, (laughs) but it doesn't come across that way and it doesn't Hmm. get any of that in. I don't feel like it stings in any way, uh, trying to, you know, say that, you know, libertarianism is the way or whatever. Uh, I think maybe that was just kind of an inspiration is that they wanted to counter this narrative of, you know, Reagan is going to drive us into a absolute capitalist dystopia. And of course they knew they were onto something fucking great with the original cast because they brought them all back. Like everybody yeah. that was in the first movie returns for Very this. And plus we also get a couple of, uh, a couple of new players in here. And, yeah. you know, I, it seems like as far as getting, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, like all the guys back in to do this flick. Um, I get the impression that they were kind of reluctant to do it, but yeah. at the same time, all of those guys had had kind of a string of flops by this point. So they're like, a I don't bit, know, yeah. maybe we do the Ghostbuster thing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, Bill Murray, um, Scrooge did fine. It, it made a good bit of money. So Bill Murray was doing... Did it doing- come out before this? Yeah, Scrooge, uh, wasn't it 88, I believe? Whoa. Yeah. Um, So Bill Murray was doing okay. But yeah, Dan Aykroyd's movies were kind of bombing. Harold Ramis wasn't doing great. Um, 
and I think uh, Rick Moranis is probably <laughs> the the biggest box office get around this time, uh, other than Bill Murray. Um, but yeah, they 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 were all just kind of like they they had done a few projects that just hadn't done well. Uh, so there was some predisposition to wanting to maybe do something that would succeed. Um, but yeah, get, getting us it's it's something that you know now you wouldn't think it would be hard to do but in the 70s 80s getting all the cast back for a sequel real hard to do like sequels weren't necessarily seen as you know uh, a positive the norm yeah, yeah. huge <laughs> yeah like it, they are today yeah it could, it could often be seen as a cash grab and therefore actors didn't want to look like the type of person that would be in a sequel nowadays it's just the old hat yeah you know, like if you're gonna sign on to a movie you're probably signing on for the sequel at the exact same time um yeah yeah it's not shock it's more shocking when there's not a sequel to yeah, a movie now yeah, absolutely so yeah this this had been kind of ruminated on for a few years and then like they apparently um the producer got all the guys to meet in an office at uh, caa talent agency in, in los angeles uh and, and got them all talking and uh, that just kind of initiated it where they were like, okay, yeah, we could do this. And then, you know, they, they kind of got sold a different movie <laughs> than they ended up making. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know about this. Yeah. Like, the original idea was for like a, like a, they go to a haunted castle or some shit. Yeah, in Scotland and they get there through a, a pneumatic air tube <laughs> that takes a what? three. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they were, they were kind of sold a completely different movie. Uh, and Bill Murray was pissed about it when he, he got on set that they were, you know, obviously making a different movie than he had expected. Uh, but that's because, like, Temple of Doom, coming out around the same time, was also supposed to be a Haunted Castle movie, but that got changed as well. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the it's it, it just feels like they kind of just... I don't know, man. Like, they, just like with the first one, you know how we talked about the original script was like way different and like set on Mars and stuff. I feel like they kind of they knew going into it, even if you know Bill Murray didn't like what they were doing when they got there, they knew it was going to be, uh, you know, a just full on uh, improvisation fest at certain times, and they could kind of shape it the way they want it. Um, but it, yeah, it's. I don't know. It it just it's. I don't think the Scotland idea was good. Honestly, like <laughs> I don't know why that would make them be like, yes, this is cool. Uh, I think the the movie that came out of it is a much better movie than that would have been. But I do mm-hmm. understand being pissed off showing up to a job and basically it's a different job than you thought you were gonna be doing. Sure. Yeah. I think like in addition to them, about the only new characters that get introduced are are, are baddies in the form of Vigo and Janosch, yes. which are super memorable. And for Absolutely. me as a kid, especially, was part of the big draw to this movie. Like I, yeah. I love the idea of there being this like haunted painting, painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I loved Janosch and just how like weird and unrecognizably foreign he was. He had a lot of funny <laughs> lines and shit, and then also got real creepy by the end of the movie yeah i okay i mean we could stick in this section for the entirety of the show because they okay one janosh played by peter mcnichol it's he's the best character in in the movie 
Like he, yes, he brings it totally. the absolute most. He he's coming at it. He brought that accent into the audition. He read his sides and was like, "Okay, I've decided this guy is from Carpathia, uh, and that's why he knows so much about this painting." And hey, I'm going to do cool. an accent. It's a good idea. Great idea. He brought that. He he you know brought all the you know fucking energy and, and whatnot. I love that. Uh, the movie doesn't say he's from Carpathia, and it's almost kind of like a joke when he's like, uh, I think it's... Uh, where are you from Vinkman anyway? says, where are you from anyway? <laughs> and he says, Upper West Side, and it's, I like yeah. the idea of he, maybe he's just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> right, it could be. I don't know, yeah, because it's never really revealed in the movie yeah. exactly that he's from Carpathia. Yeah. I love that he brought that to it, man. It's like, I love that he is the only guy in the movie that gets to be scary and funny yes yeah he gets to, and he's he's like he does a great job of being creepy while also like you know when he's hitting on uh sigourney waver when he's hitting on uh, uh uh fuck what's her name dana uh it, it, he's like creepy but he's like trying to keep it light but the creepiness is there as fuck like yeah he, he can't hide. that's like just that's just good acting i think like he's just doing a great job there um we also have in the painting, uh, we have, man, I, I've i been wanting to talk about this guy for a while. Wilhelm von Homburg. Uh, we've done a couple things he was in, Die Hard and In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness right. was his last role. Is this, he dead? Yeah, he, he, he died. Uh, let me just tell you, I'll tell you his story just right quick. Okay, uh, I know nothing about this guy. Like, I just I grew up with him in this movie, and then when we did, yeah, Mouth of Madness on the show, I was like, oh my god, that's fucking Vigo. Yeah. yeah. So he was born in 1940 in uh, Nazi Germany to oh. a he uh, a guy who immediately uh, like pushed the mother out of the picture. Uh, so he this guy uh, never met his mother. Um, oh, damn. The dad was a, a famous German boxer, but during the war, he was a police officer at Buchenwald Death Camp. That's not good to have on your resume, Steve. No, it's not. So, uh, von Homburg's dad uh, was a Nazi. He then um, grew up. Obviously, the, this is not on him that his dad's a Nazi. Just an interesting background to it, his story. He and his father uh, then became professional wrestlers together. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. Professional wrestlers together, wrestling as brothers. Uh, they wrestled as uh, the Von Homburg brothers. And They wrestled as brothers, but they were father and son. Yep. <sighs> yeah. What that, the I mean, fuck? Yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, well, wait till I tell you a little bit more. Because that kind of might, there's some convolutedness in his family tree, because he very likely um, raped his stepmother and Holy impregnated shit. her with his half sister slash daughter. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is like the stupid I am my own grandpa moment right here. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's crazy. And, and, um, he piece of shit, clearly. Uh, How did this guy get work? <laughs> well, he also was a uh, a boxer who, uh, well, one, uh, he, he was uh, in pro wrestling at the time, so 
you know, they all had sketchy backgrounds in this time, the 50s. True. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he, he, he also was a, a boxer and he would do like a heel persona as a boxer where he would come in and like furs and smoking a cigar and like piss off the crowd, which was like not a thing that was done in Germany at the time. So he was like hated. Um, he also lived in uh, Amsterdam where he uh, got arrested for uh, being a pimp. Um, <laughs> what? Yep. Got arrested for pimping. Um whoa the man uh the man has lived well that's not all (laughs) the man (laughs) oh damn that's enough (laughs) yeah i I should also mention that like he he not only like frequented brothels and and uh, sold weed and stuff which at the time was illegal there uh he he's also a a bisexual man in the 50s really very interesting yeah came out of that period even though you know he's he's clearly uh, despicable human being he uh also uh, interesting that is his life went the ways it went because he he also yeah. then ends up later in life having a career as a actor in sh- movies like die hard and ghostbusters 2 uh it, it's insane to think like because we we know now, like if any of that came out about an actor, they're not going to get Ghostbusters too, right? Right. Yeah. But this is 1989. Either nobody knows or nobody cares. Like, it, right, sure. it's so strange though to think back that this guy is. I mean, he's a monster for for the shit he did. Holy uh, shit, dude! But he also like just got to be in movies. It's. <laughs> and the thing is like I, I know that that's like people the anti-cancel culture people or whatever that's the world they they would like is where that shit just doesn't matter and and you get vigo i don't know man i think he could have literally cast anybody else because they he's not even using his voice like they covered his voice because his voice sucks like so that's the thing that i didn't know about this movie even though i've watched it my entire life i was not aware of this until i started researching this movie for the show is that yeah he's dubbed over by max von Sydow from the exorcist yeah so you don't need him i just i feel like you just i mean mean, he's an imposing presence he does look like some fugly renaissance era guy that would have a portrait made of him and be like a cruel ruler and stuff so he does have a presence about him i mean i'm sure they probably could have found somebody that wasn't a yeah uh a former uh pimp to yeah to play that character also too apparently he got really pissed off whenever he found out they dubbed over his voice uh like super pissed yeah but on youtube i found some footage and it looked like somebody just like with a you know a shoulder mount VHS camcorder or something just kind of filming off the clock because the camera angle and stuff looks really like I'm not supposed to be filming this but I am mm-hmm. because it's you know uh, what's his name Wilhelm yeah standing as though he's in the painting but reciting some of the lines about like I sit on a throne of blood yada yada mm-hmm. and his line delivery it's fucking terrible like seriously to hear those lines that are so imposing and so menacing when you hear them with the max von sidow voiceover he's doing them and he's like it will be a new age i will sit on a throne of blood <laughs> like it sounds like the room is yeah. really what it sounds like I so remember, i don't blame them yeah. at all for dubbing over him and just keeping his physical appearance i remember being confused when i saw in the mouth of madness as a kid and he he was in it and his voice sounded so weird 
Because it's his yeah. voice. <laughs> That's yeah, because I've never voice. heard yeah. his voice before. Yeah, right. I thought Vigo voice was him. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I that that unpleasantness aside, uh unpleasantness, that is a well, <laughs> <is> downplaying <laughs> some terrible shit. A Sorry. Bit. <laughs> that terrible shit aside. Uh the 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 painting itself is very interesting because I didn't know this was always a little bit mystified by how they did any of the painting stuff. The painting itself, uh, when it's just a painting is actually a picture. It is a photograph of what you see when he is moving, which is a small set inside of a frame that is painted up and and he's put in makeup to look like a painting. This is bonkers. And I'll I'll tell you the the thing about this that blows my mind the most is that honestly until I just kept digging and found that footage I was just talking about, even though I've seen this movie for probably 35 years of my life. Yeah. Well, no, it couldn't be uh cuz it was <laughs> right. 89. Yeah. Yeah, 33 years of my life. Uh-huh. I have never once questioned or thought about how the fuck they did those effects where it is him as a painting, but his face and head are moving and his lips are moving and he's talking, but it's still a painting. As far as my eyes can tell, I somehow had never even fucking thought about this, Steve. It's just him standing really still in makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they did some airbrushing and stuff to yeah. his clothing to make it look mm-hmm. like a painting. Like, yeah. how had I never fucking thought about this before? It's amazing. I mean, this is like the genius of, of practical effects. When, like, now you would definitely just do this with computers. And the answer would be, we did it with computers. But you, you, like, it is, Emily and I both were just like, how, when he moved his face, like, the first time. We were like, how did they do that? Like, because it's not, it's not CGI. It's 1989. Right. And so I, I looked it up and started reading about it. And I was just like blown away that ILM was able to come up with this like miniature set tableau that, that looks exactly like a painting and then do the makeup on him to make him look like a painting and then just light it and shoot it so that it kind of looks flat. And it works perfect. Like, I never once have questioned. No. Before, I always, it just, in my head, was always just like, yeah, that happens. And then the fine, the moment that I questioned it, I was like, that is insane. Wait, how did that, that happen? That is so right. good. It looks and too I, good. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, was I thinking yeah. it's like one of those fucking things you see at the carnival where it's just like a thing that you put your face through and right. take a photo mm-hmm. of you as Popeye right. and your girlfriend <laughs> is fucking olive oil? Like, is that how I thought this worked? Because I somehow had never even considered it. But yeah. it's so, it's just so seamless. It looks it perfect. It looks like a fucking painting that's moving. And it's it's not at all. It's no. just a person. So good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed by the effects in this just in general. Like so much yes. really awesome stuff. But that just Honestly, blew my mind. like I'll say even though the original is the superior movie, uh, in my opinion... 
I have no argument to the fact that this movie's effects overall, top to bottom, are better than the first one. Like, there's yeah. stuff in the first movie, even though we all adore it and romanticize it, there's effects in there that don't look good at all, especially yeah. with the big yeah. dogs and stuff, some of the, mm-hmm. like, weird stop motion they had to do to kind of fill in the gaps. They probably could have been a little bit more intelligent or a little bit more tasteful in the way that they showed and shot some of those scenes. The effects in this movie, as far as I'm concerned, are pretty fucking flawless. Yeah, I love it. I mean... Like, I love, uh, I think the first thing that they put together was the Titanic scene. And that yeah, looks great. Yeah, it's awesome. So that good. looks so cool, man. And then you have, like, that huge, like, gnarly troll demon ghost mm-hmm. thing that's, like, up in the big arch. Like, yeah. that thing looks fucking awesome. So like, the, the jogger zombie uh-huh. looks killer. Really good. And that's in daylight. Like, they're showing yeah. that in daylight. I mean, I know it's probably, like, a double exposure type of thing, but it's fucking practical effect it looks great even the weird muppet like scolari brothers that are just like floating around in yeah. their electric chairs i like, like that they look muppety <laughs> i do too it's and weird. again for some reason as a kid that just struck me as extra weird and yeah. now i mean i will say i look at this movie now and i can say the same thing about the first one i suppose i do find myself going like why do some people look like weird muppets after they die and other people <laughs> just look like zombie joggers uh <laughs> and other people turn out like you know legless slimer booger blobs right <laughs> what is the deal like why do know. some people have ghosts that look non-human at all and yeah. other people do like i feel like there's questions in this that if you just sit there and stare at them too long they'll bother you but if you just go with it fuck it it's fine i you know i think i actually i uh I think the the story does a good enough job of covering, if you were to think about it a little bit, it's like they talk in all sorts of jargon about different types of specters and things that it's like, oh, okay, well, there's just a bunch of different types. Like, they don't have to explain it all. I don't have to know exactly everything. That's enough for me. There's a bunch of different types. So some look like Muppets, I guess. Uh, Dude, can you imagine, though, spending your entire immortal afterlife jogging? That sounds fucking miserable. <laughs> Don't want to jogging ever. sucks it's the dude i used thing. to think that i enjoyed jogging like that's how <laughs> i would go and get some exercise like kate would be walking the dogs i'd go down to the track there yeah. that was near our old house and i'd jog around the track and i was like this is good no what i figured out now is like oh i like exercising yes because I good. do. I enjoy exercise, yeah. and that's just the only way I was doing it. So yeah. I was like, I guess I like this. Yeah. And in reality, it's like, no, jogging fucking sucks. I <laughs> hate it. It's the worst. I hate it. It's so bad. It's awful. Yeah. And this guy's spending his immortal afterlife. He should be thanking them for trapping his ass. Absolutely. Get off your feet, sir. Absolutely. Rest a while. Um, we, we, you know, you mentioned Slimer. We got to talk about Slimer, because Slimer was, you know, uh, he was a hit in the first movie, and then he was a he's a big part of the cartoon. He's their friend. He lives at the firehouse with them. Just comic oh, yeah. relief type of thing. And for us kids, we had five years of watching that cartoon right. and the reruns and playing with the toys to put it together to be like, Oh, Slimer's not a bad guy. He's just kind of a annoying, but friendly yeah, goof. specter. Yeah. yeah. That, that hangs around and eats their food and shit. If you were just an adult that You're watched right. the first one, then you watch this one. You've got to be like, why does this ghost get the free pass just yes. to fly around and drive buses and shit? I, like, what the fuck is going on here? I do think that that is, like, 
one of the things that I think maybe pissed off adults watching it, like adult critics. They were just like, oh, what's the stupid, like, what is this throwaway character from the first one doing in here? But as kids, we were like, no, that's fucking Slimer. He's their pal. Uh, I play with him in the bathtub. Exactly. He's seen me naked. That's what I always said about Slimer is I said, <laughs> oh, it's that guy. Naked. He's seen me naked. <laughs> like I see my ding dong. <laughs> so, but I, as kids, like you said, yeah, we're coming into it knowing that Slimer's their pal. The movie kind of failed on this. And they, they should have definitely done this because they had a, a, a little like side story like comic relief thing going on where rick moranis uh lou or lewis is um he's like basically having this rivalry with slimer like slimer eats his lunch and like he like tries to get slimer at the proton pack just these little like tiny nuggets of scenes where that happens and then you know when slimer shows up in the bus it's kind of like yeah he's their pal like he's a nuisance or whatever but he's here to help lewis and none of that is portrayed in the movie. So it's just like suddenly Slimer shows up in a bus like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and then really takes weird. Lewis where he's going. <laughs> like, yeah. No like, and, and I didn't I didn't know about any of those deleted scenes until I was uh, searching on YouTube last yeah. night looking for some of those deleted things. And you're right. It's like almost like they had these little it was almost like a Wile E. Coyote yeah. Roadrunner or like Tom and Jerry kind of cat and mouse games where which would have been fun. You know, yeah. Yeah, it was like this side story of what those two were up to the entire movie. Because even though, you know, Rick Moranis is in here and he's fucking great as mm-hmm. he always is. Yeah. I feel like he didn't really have enough to do in this movie. Like I in mean, the first one, god damn, he has so much fucking funny yes. stuff, dude. Him locking himself out of his apartment and just like <laughs> swinging the for the fences with stuff. all the women. Oh, yeah, it's all great. Although I do maintain. They kept the thread going that Lewis Tully fucks in this movie. Absolutely, because he does. Because he does. He gets the and babes. Not, he not only does he fuck. He's he's getting Annie hots. Like what? Annie hots. Yeah. Dude. Annie pots. Not only. I mean, we talked about fucking gorgeous woman in the first one, but she in this one gets to just be sexy too. Like they were just like, we're not. We're gonna make Janine sexy. Like <laughs> fuck it. Uh, like they went for the sex too. Like she's like holding that ball in between her legs, and there's just a shot. I forgot of that. about like, that shot. I was yeah. like, "Whoa, yeah, what is brought, going on there?" Yeah, they were like, "Let's bring a little bit of sexiness to this." Very much like <laughs> kind of oriented towards kids' movie, um, which we'll talk. Hey, about. man, they're out there exposing <laughs> our children. They're grooming oh, our children. Damn it. This in movie's this. grooming the kids, Ooh. huh? Okay. Just plum terrible. I'll tell yeah. you what. You know what? This movie did make me. I, I always had a crush on Annie Potts, so it did groom me into watching Designing Women. So there you go. Well, yeah, I get that. All right. Oh, you know what? Also, too, real quick, just backtrack. Okay. Like fucking an hour and a half ago in the episode, whenever uh-huh. I was talking about how you fucking <laughs> see more skin at Hooters and these people should be protesting Hooters, right. yada yada. Yeah, I remember. I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that. With, yeah, with don't Hooters protest Hooters. Anything. Yeah, <laughs> leave yeah, leave no. Hooters alone. Leave, leave Hooters everybody alone. alone. Just sit at your fucking house and have your little dumbass opinions. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just want to backtrack and clarify. Yes. I was not making some kind of critique no. on restaurants that show skin to kids. They'll be fine. They'll trust be okay. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be fucking fine, man. Your kid's going to see a titty one day. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, For some of them, it's going to be the best day of their life. <laughs> For all of them, yeah, well, honestly, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, it's Teddy's. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that like the Rick Moranis getting, you know, to to have this like relationship now with uh, with Janine, and they're like, 
little you know i guess they were making out whenever uh dana shows up and stuff like that that was all super cute i like that again you're right though that he doesn't have as much to do and in those slimer scenes would have made up for that yeah i think so that would have been just some good like comic relief and stuff and just some good scenery a good like you know not even b story c story going through the movie of just those two kind of having that cat and mouse kind of relationship Mm -hmm. and also too it's like lewis tully trying to prove that he could be a ghost buster yes uh like under the noses of of his buddies yeah like that that's kind of a good lead up because in the movie when it's just like suddenly he has a suit and he knows how to use a proton pack it's like (laughs) does he now what's going on with this there's a few things about that that are kind of strange to me where, okay, so for one, they totally modeled Andy Potts's look after the cartoon. That's right. The cartoon. Uh, totally changed yeah. her from how she looked in the original. Absolutely. The cartoon had like gone with a different look, you know, because they did with, with everybody, basically. Uh, you know, they gave Egon the blonde hair and took, uh, took the mustache off of Winston and everybody kind of looked a little bit different. So that kind of carried over for Annie Potts and for for Winston's character. So it was it really was like the movie wasn't ignoring that there was this popular cartoon series going on. The movie was very okay. much like here's the thing: we're though. part of that. In great late '80s uh, non-equal fashion, it's like okay, who are we gonna make change to be more like their cartoon oh, personas? Yeah. Um, Absolutely, the yeah. wim- the woman, and the black guy. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and then yeah, they also still didn't give Winston enough to do. Didn't give him enough lines because he's great. Yeah. but when he's like, when they they didn't make they didn't make Peter redheaded. They didn't make sure. Egon blonde. Yeah. Like they they left the, you know our our core three yeah. Ghostbusters from the first movie. They just let them be. But it's like the woman and the black guy. They gotta change to yeah. reflect the cartoon. Yeah, kind of lame. That is lame. And they yeah like you know obviously Ernie Hudson's bringing it every time that he gets the chance to like the the He's train great. going through him and like the fight scene all that stuff that's going on when they're down in the goop like all that is great um but yeah he just okay again just here's didn't the get thing enough. though i have a question about that train because that is definitely one that i always remember as a kid that really spooky scene where they're down in the the abandoned subway tunnels and they hear that train and that ghost train runs through ernie hudson yeah and then they're like oh you know we must be getting nearer he's he's trying to scare us away or whatever right mm-hmm. okay for one that train that runs through him is like a steam time locomotive. <laughs> it's not a subway train. They okay. didn't have steam powered locomotives underground. Okay. Also, I, two. Yeah. How would Vigo know what a fucking train looks like? <laughs> okay, good, okay, good question. All right. He wouldn't know. It'd be like a stampede that, yeah. of fucking horses or something if it was up to him. Yeah. Now, I, okay, so the the segment of tunnel that they go down into. This is actually this is interesting. This was actually a, a high. Uh, what do you call that? The those two the pneumatic train pneumatic, line. It yeah. was a pneumatic train line that was installed by a private citizen and therefore didn't succeed because the city didn't support it. Um, but it was a pneumatic train line that went like a couple blocks or whatever. So yeah, it's it like several hundred feet. What yeah. a modern convenience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it, maybe it was steam powered. That doesn't make much sense to me, though. <laughs> like, you don't want exhaust down underground. I don't think so. Yeah. 
You know, like that doesn't seem like that's a likely scenario. No, no, it's not. So good point. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, a lot, a lot of it can fall down because it. I mean, it kind of just goes for comedy. It, it's going for what would be funny, and but it's also some of the stuff that got cut just kind of hurts the the overall story. But again, like, I don't think it hurts it bad. I don't think it does anything too terribly negative. Uh, you know. But it's it's also there are issues like we you know the first movie has some busting scenes. You got the librarian, you got Slimer in the hotel. They're busting hard, They're busting. dude. There's there's goo everywhere. Yeah. Everybody be busting. And I I'd say like they show a montage of ghosts, like a good amount of ghosts in a montage, and you see the jogger get busted. But really, yeah. the only major busting scene is the Scalari brothers. Which is great. I, I noticed that, man. That was one of my big complaints about this movie as I was watching it with a critical eye. Which, by the way, like watching your favorite like childhood movies uh, under a critical eye for a podcast, I'm not going to say it's all that fun all the time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Sometimes it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like In this case, honestly, I was like, man, I hate that I'm like criticizing this fucking movie because it's, it's been here for me so long, Steve. Yeah. But I was catching myself being like, man, there's not a lot of busting yeah. in this movie. But honestly, if you think about it, mm-hmm. there's not necessarily all that much busting in the original. That's a good point. There's not a lot. Yeah. There's 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 really just those main two and then the finale uh, and, you know, a montage of like them having successfully busted a ghost. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's still in line, I guess. Like, I, I think honestly, like, it, it's it's not something I noticed. I, I you noticing and pointing it out, it, it like it does stand out to me a little bit, but I don't think it affects my feelings about the movie really because it is enough. There's enough busting. There's the Scolari yeah. brothers in the end, and just like the montage of like all these different ghosts and stuff. I think it works. I think part of why it worked for me so well as a kid, too, is because I'd already seen, like, five years of these guys busting. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, exposed so to, to men busting at an early age, Steve. <laughs> By this point, I had seen uh, Vinkman and all these other guys bust, like, hundreds of times. So, let me get this straight. As a child, <laughs> you saw a bunch of grown men busting all the time, and uh, Slimer saw you naked. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Where on you did Ghostbusters 2 touch you? <laughs> About everywhere. Deep in the heart, for oh, sure. Oh, damn. Got that deep. Okay. Deep in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I, I think it didn't bug me much back then because I'd yeah. seen so much of the cartoon that it's like, yeah, I know how this works. They slide the trap out. They trap the ghost. They don't cross the streams, yada, yada. But at the same time, I do kind of feel like there could have been some more Boston in this movie, Steve. Maybe. I, you know, I think one of the things I maybe, maybe I disagree, actually, because I'm thinking one of the things I like about the Ghostbusters 1 and 2 is the way that it does seem to be very focused on one particular thing they're trying to bust. Like, yes, their job is busting ghosts. We'll show that that is something they do. But... This movie is about one particular entity that they're they're fighting. So mm-hmm. not having a ton of of ghost busting doesn't really doesn't doesn't slow down the main story at all because they're still 
the main story itself, you know, they have the ghost train, they have, you know, all the goop and stuff. They got them investigating the painting. There's the, there's the story. The main story is moving along and the montage and stuff and whatnot. Just remind us. Yes, they, they bust ghosts. Well, and one advantage that I will say that it has over the original movie is that, you know, in the original flick, you have, you know, Zool, yeah. who is, you know, Sir appearing in the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> right. Go- Gozer uh, just shows up for like half a second. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Barely in the movie at all. I do like that in this flick, the big bad is there the whole time. Like yeah. Vigo is a is a presence that mm-hmm. you see really early in the flick, and you get to know that character uh, until you finally get to that that big confrontation at the end. I do like that about it. Although I will say, I think that last confrontation that they have with him is pretty lame. It I is. don't think I'd ever really yeah. noticed this before, but it's like. You have the huge lead up with the Statue of Liberty and all mm-hmm. that jazz, which is so hyper idyllic '80s USA USA yeah. kind of shit. Um, and then once they get into the museum and they start fighting Vigo, like all the Ghostbusters get paralyzed immediately. Like they're just laying on the floor. They're yeah. like, "I can't move. Can you? Nope, I can't move." There's like no fight, really. Yeah, and then, and then it's just, Ray once again blows it. Ray blows it for everybody, just like he did in the original. Yeah, and they yeah they slime him, and then it's kind of over. Like I think the last battle is kind of anticlimactic. The yeah. build up is really good. Listen, the build up is good. The bust could have been harder. They could have busted harder. <laughs> the the bust was just me, just a little bitty. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Weak but sauce. I, <laughs> I I think like. It's interesting, though, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know if you've ever played a a video game where the final boss themselves on a particular level isn't that hard, but the level is hard. It's kind of like that. Like, getting to the final boss sucked, and then the cutscene sucks because you can't move, but then the actual fight's not that bad because you've gotten through all the other defenses. Uh, But yeah, you're right. It's anticlimactic. It's just like, well, this... I thought you were going to be badass. <laughs> you are not. Right? Yeah. But again, there's so much memorable stuff that even as a kid, like I remember in that final fight scene where you finally have, you know, Vigo starting to like merge with the baby and his face is doing that weird, It's you know, it's just like a fucking filter kind of thing where his yeah. face is being like sucked and warped in all different directions. And then you get the weird Ray Vigo hybrid creature whose face looks all fucked up. Like, that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. There were several things in this movie that scared the shit out of me, dude. Especially the part where you have um, uh, Janosh in there in the hall, and he has, like, the light bulb eyes during oh, the, the power outage. That's so that cool. That scared the shit yeah. out of me as a kid, man. Yeah. Uh, same with him, like, floating across that ledge as, like, the, the nanny ghost thing, Ooh, which I have yeah. a lot of questions about. Me but that, too. <laughs> that fucking freaked me out, man. That really did... Uh, like disturbed me as a child because I also didn't know who it was. Like now I watch it and I'm like, Oh, this is Janos dressed as a old, old timey, uh, <laughs> you know, 1800s nanny yeah. for some reason. That doesn't make any sense. No, it it's doesn't. not like, <laughs> it's not like Vigo dressed him up as a nanny from the pre Renaissance era or a modern nanny. Right. Like he looks like a fucking Mary Poppins era. Exactly. It's what like nanny for some reason. Yeah, it makes no. But he's sense. also like, 
transparent like a ghost and flies mm-hmm. through the air and grabs this baby with this long extendable arm. What the fuck is going on? Because so far in the movie, Janos has been this like Renfield character. Yeah, yeah. He is very much the Renfield to Vigo's Dracula. And yeah, yeah, it's it's it doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it. When you <laughs> When you even consider it for half a second, it's like, oh, well, what? Why did that happen? I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I can't make a lot of sense of it. That scene also uh, has one of the moments where I was like, wait, what the fuck? Dana goes out to get her baby. She doesn't go to the window nearest to her baby. She goes to the window nearest <laughs> to her, and so she's out on the fucking. What are you doing? There's like gotta get out on this ledge. Window. Just go to the one nearest the baby. <laughs> That would have made the job a lot easier, it huh? Have, it definitely would have. She could have just snatched the baby and then, you know, gray nanny uh, Janosch would be like, oh, darn. Like, yeah, it, it, it was a weird choice. I mean, it That's adds strange. to the tension. But you could have just like, because I looked, I had to pay attention because I was like, maybe all those other windows don't open. Maybe that's the it's reason. A, or maybe it's a neighbor's window or yeah, something. maybe, but no. Nope. <laughs> all those windows open. She could have just gone. There There was one very close to the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone with that one personally. Yeah, probably. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the entire plan is that this Vigo painting that has just been in the basement inertly waiting for somebody to bring it back to life and, I don't know, restore it or something? Yeah, like, has this thing been active this entire time? Why is it suddenly active again? I don't know. Yeah. But his entire plan is like, I'll I'll become a baby child. Yeah, that's an interesting... Yeah, like, uh, how does that work And for then you? how many years later you'll take over the world? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that the plan is not stellar. It's pretty, maybe... Maybe doesn't make a ton of sense, but... Well, especially, too, when you reveal later on that he can just take over Ray, right. an adult. Right, so why, why are you going to take over baby? I guess so you can... No, I wouldn't want... Who would want to be a baby? That's I want to be a baby. Like, yeah. he's going to go back to, like, cool, I can dominate this earth by shitting my pants for a few years first. <laughs> can you imagine being a baby with the, an adult mind? It would drive right. you insane. God damn it, I shit my pants again. Yeah, like I can't control my head. What the fuck? Yeah, no. too heavy. What the fuck? But it shows us later on that he could just possess an adult. So it's like, why don't you just wait until, yeah. like, I don't know. Much better choice. Uh, the fucking uh, president or some dignitary is taking a, a tour through the museum. Right. You eyeball him right then and there and take his body over or whatever. It's yeah. just not really that good of a plan. But there's nope. also kind of this buildup of like, oh, if his plan succeeds, the world's going to end on New Year's Eve. That that guy on um, yeah, right. yeah. on Bill Murray's talk show earlier in the movie is talking about that, about how the world's going to end on New Year's Eve or mm-hmm. whatever. It wouldn't have, though. No. I mean, I, I see like in the trivia, people are like, yeah, he was right. The world would have ended. And it's like, no, no, that's a, a painting would have become a baby. That's what would have happened. <laughs> What? Yeah. Okay, and that would have been a really funny fucking thing if the movie ha- opened on Bill Murray talking to this guy, and he says, I predict by uh, New Year's Eve, a uh, painting will become a baby. Everybody <laughs> be like, what oddly the specific, fuck? Where is this going to go? <laughs> I will say, on Bill Murray's talk show, that is one of the 
the remnants of the original good, subtle, dry yeah. humor of the original that's yeah. in here is when that, that woman on the show is talking about getting fucked by an alien, but it looked just like she's in a Holiday Inn. It's like, I think he just fucked some guy in a Holiday Inn. <laughs> like, I never caught that, but it's like, if you're listening, it's like, you were not abducted by aliens. You just banged somebody in a Holiday Inn or whatever. Like, it's funny. It is. It's subtle. Yeah, yeah there's it's really there's, dry. Yeah, there's a lot of good moments and, and scenes in this that, like, maybe, you know, not as... I don't know if there are as many. I think, like, there are more serious scenes with uh bill murray and and uh sigourney weaver basically like you know you, you see bill murray's character venkman growing into this like dad basically so yeah not that that's i mean i think it's a positive to the story it's just that kind of then makes him gives him fewer comedic moments like he gets to be he gets to be charming like he's charming with the baby and stuff but and his chemistry with Sigourney Weaver, oh, like on their amazing. date scene and stuff, yeah. is really good, very yeah. believable. Yeah, absolutely. So he's still being like charming and and you know turning on the Bill Murray, but he's not doing as much, you know, uh, silliness. It's a, it's a lot more just like charm and and dad energy type of thing. But I yeah. I like that. I, I like that they made his character kind of grow up because we've seen that, you know, the story basically isn't in, in this. <laughs> With this, I you know we have some questions about this for sure. The story basically is they dated uh, five years ago and then it didn't work out. And then I guess she she recently was with some guy, uh, got pregnant. He was like, "I'm out." She was like, "I'm gonna change my job. I'm gonna stop being a musician and become a, a restorer of art." <laughs> A thing you Which do. is something you could definitely train yeah. for in five years to start, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. restoring priceless, literally mm-hmm. priceless works of art. <laughs> not not even painting. Like, I decided I'm going to become a painter. Right. No, restoring <laughs> masterworks. Absolutely. Yeah, you can, you can do that in five years. It's Easily. the 80s. Who gives Absolutely. a fuck? Absolutely. And she lives in an amazing apartment in New York City as a single mother uh, and can go back to the orchestra anytime she wants. So I'm so confused, dude. I'm so confused. And again, this is one of those things that I didn't even question when I was a kid. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, now as an adult, as a working musician adult, it's like, if you have a job as a musician in the New York Symphony Orchestra, right? you don't just give that up. It's like, you know what? This is cool and all. I don't really feel like retiring off of this career. <laughs> I think I'm going to start working on paintings. They'll let me do it. It's kind of a lateral step because I'm in the arts. Yeah. And I get to have a boss who's creepy and hits on me all the time. Yay. What the fuck is going on? Like, okay, here's the thing. I realized that they had to have somebody working in a museum so that they could get this storyline about this haunted painting. Yeah. Is the way to do that, to have Sigourney Career give up her her career to start a career? No. I think just... Like, you know, we talked about it beforehand, and just off the top of my head, the easiest way to do that is Oscar's dad works at the museum. Perfect. There you go. So she has to go to the museum because she's got to deal with some situation. Maybe it's his weekend to see Oscar or something. Whatever. Sure. She's got to drop the baby off. That's when Janosch and uh, Vigo see the baby and the plan starts forming. Sure. Uh, Easy. and, And the thing is, like, Having her have a baby is fine. Having her be a single mother with a baby is fine. It all makes sense. 
but it is weird to drop that on us with nothing like no resolution on who the dad is or anything uh ivan reitman apparently said in the uh dvd commentary that the musician you see her talking to in the first one whenever no Bill spray Murray, guy yeah. yeah 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 that's the dad so okay sure fine whatever but you know like it, i don't know it just it doesn't need resolution i don't guess but it's a weird thing to pop on it like it's almost like the the idea you had for uh the end of the harry potter books when they fast forward to the future like your idea of like what if it was just all bombed out and everybody like people were like dead and missing limbs and shit like <laughs> like it's almost like that where it's just like such a jarring transition five years later like, oh yeah dana's a she's got a kid and you know like a new job like what sure okay a uh, whole I, lot has been chasing uh, changing in ghostbusters land in that meantime huh yeah and i, I think that like it's kind of it's kind of like because I think there's a problem with Dana's character in this, in that she has no character. Like, not really. They, she, they obviously didn't care about her character in the writing by putting these things onto the character and not even giving us any sort of explanation. Really, like even trying to make it make sense. It and all she really does is play the straight man to the wacky boys, and it's. That's such an old school like sitcom dynamic that I've never really liked where you just put a woman into the show so that she can be like, you shouldn't do that or you guys are silly. Like, <laughs> let her be That's a fun. classic character type, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that they did that with Annie Potts. Annie Potts obviously gets to have a bit of character, though she did. <laughs> I was a little confused as to... This movie kind of has baby fever, you know, because there's a totally. baby in it but also she says to uh lewis uh i i want a baby and like puts his arm or puts her Tonight? leg on and it's like what you know i why couldn't you she just say Eon i want to fuck about like is, is epididymis and shit earlier <laughs> yeah too. exactly yeah you got fucking yeah epididymis guy over here fucking econ it's like the ladies want his epididymis like they want his virile sperm that's the thing all right, dude. Like, I mean, cool. he also fucks slime. Like, it's a weirdly a horny, uh, weirdly horny movie for sure. It's a good point. Yeah, he's <laughs> one of them slime enthusiasts, dude. Hey, it's a thing. <laughs> he was just honestly, he was like thirty years early. I guess. Yeah. You think when Gwyneth Paltrow started Goop, he was like, oh, porn site. Finally, <laughs> Finally. for me, <laughs> he's googling Gwyneth Paltrow OnlyFans slime. <laughs> He heard about her sticking things in her pussy or whatever. He's like, it's got to be more. <laughs> and there's goop involved? There's I'm goop. There. I like this. Where is it? <laughs> you know, really, when you put it that way, Gwyneth has been painting a different picture than what she was really meaning to do for the past couple of years, huh? It's true. It's true. Goop. Stuff in the pussy. I don't know. Egon confronts her in a restaurant. You shouldn't lie to people. <laughs> <laughs> Did not perform as advertised. Yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's got like, yeah, the baby fever is definitely there a little bit for sure. But that's kind of all, all the character that uh, Dana gets. Then is she's just a mom, like okay. working a different job than I did before. Yep. Yeah, I just hmm. I didn't like that. Though I mean, you know, uh, watching the I watched a behind the scenes thing, and Sigourney Weaver seemed very happy with her role. But I gotta say, the weirdest 
logic leap in this movie, and it's one that's introduced, you know, within the first few minutes of the flick, is that somehow, even though it's only been five years, people have forgotten about the Ghostbusters and decided that what they did didn't happen. No one remembers (laughs) it was all a hoax and that it was all their fault somehow. Okay, here's the thing, dude. I say that. Yeah. But also, after having lived through, like, a fucking... Trump presidency and insurrection yeah. attempt. Yep. People I'm like, you know what? Shit. People people yeah. be that way, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's actually more believable now that people would be like, oh, that big old marshmallow man attacked the city? Yeah. Oh, that didn't happen. It was a hologram. Do you remember when there was an attack on the uh, Twin Towers? I do. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. But do you remember that it happened before that, too? <laughs> there what are you talking like, about? Like, like, yeah, someone tried to bomb one of the Twin Towers. Oh, yes, like yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. People forgot it. By nine people eleven, forgot? people forgot that it even happened. People don't Dude, even talk about people, it. one time, people forgot about Dre. Yeah, absolutely. Remember when that guy blew up a van in the middle of Nashville and tried to take out the internet in Nashville? Yeah. And, and it nobody did kind talked of work. about it? And nobody, nobody talked about that. <laughs> That was like in 2020, wasn't it? I think it was like a year ago. <laughs> That's really, really weird. Yeah. Yeah. That was a strange occurrence right there. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I honestly, I thought about it too. I was like, how would they forget that so fast or like just fully disbelieve it? And it's like, no, no, they would. That's right. That's Dude, how it happens. I'll tell you what. Yep. What's next? Are you going to tell me that people have forgotten that Nazis are the dumb bad guys that lost? <laughs> Jesus. No, no way that would happen. No way anybody's that dumb. Right, yeah. But they are. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I, yeah, I, I think that, like, that was in my head, too. Like, how do you do... Because especially after watching Ghostbusters Afterlife, where it's, again, like, you know, it's 30-something years later, nobody knows about it, except for, you know, people that were super obsessed with it back then, like Paul Rudd's character. Um, yeah, it's interesting how we just forget big tragic events, but we do. It seems that way. Yep. But that's always like the big point of contention with this flick is that like, oh man, nobody remembers that that happened. The Ghostbusters are out of business. Mm-hmm. I think that there were, again, just like why someone has to work at the museum for this story to work. I think that there were easier places to get to that point yeah. of the Ghostbusters being out of business. I mean... Yeah. Honestly, the easiest way to look at this is that in the first movie, it's not like Ghost had always been a major problem right. all over the world and all over the city. The Ghost came back because Vigo, or sorry, not Vigo, fucking Gozer, Gozer yeah. was coming. Mm-hmm. They beat Gozer, so Ghost quit showing up. So nobody so therefore, believes it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and therefore they had to go out of business. Like they Absolutely, beat the yeah. only thing that was causing Ghost to happen. That problem is out of the equation now. Well, shit. Guess I got to go start an occult bookstore. Guess we got to do kids parties. Right. We don't have business anymore. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be that nobody believes in ghosts or the Ghostbusters. It's just they have no job because there's no job for them to do. There's no ghost to bust. It's like you can't be a bouncer if ain't nobody to bounce. Good you point. Know? Okay. Yeah. All right. It's that easy. It, it doesn't have to be that's nobody believes point. in the Ghostbusters yeah. anymore. That's, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, you could still have, you know, the kid, uh, you could have young Jason Reitman uh, saying, 
uh, all the the same stuff. You you could still have disbelievers involved, but like yeah, the the concept that they solved the problem now there's no more problem, so they have no business. Yeah, yeah, so much easier. Yeah, it is. Um, although I do like the kind of lead up that you get in the intro. Yeah, with uh, with with Winston and um ray yeah. and ray Going yeah into heading birthday party yeah heading to that birthday party and yeah they're just performing like a little show for the kids and stuff although i will say this is one element of the movie that gets weirdly snake eating its own tail weirdly meta and strange for me they go to the birthday party and they sing the Ghostbusters song by Ray Parker Jr. Okay. Something strange yeah. in the neighborhood. Like, they're singing the song from the first movie. Right. Which what the fuck is going sense? on? Unless the Ray Parker Jr. video for that song is canonically in the Ghostbusters universe. Jesus. That might be it. I mean... This gets deep. It does. I mean, it, they're they're definitely, like... That that is a bit too meta, I think, in some ways. But it, it if it does, then allow us to say the Ray Parker Jr. video was real, and the Ghostbusters themselves were the the subject of this song, and and he had them in the video. Uh, it does then make it weirder that people are like, that didn't happen because there was a popular song about it. <laughs> like there was a popular song about it, right? <laughs> yeah, for real. And let's be honest, if there was anything that was a huge, noteworthy historical tack on New York, uh, on New York City, a Toby Keith would have been singing that song about the Ghostbusters. Ugh. Do you remember when the Ghostbusters fought the big marshmallow man in the city? Saved America. <laughs> yeah. Mom and dad looking out the window at what the Ghostbusters done. Now, I, now think you about know? this. Think about this. This is... <sighs> okay. This is unrelated. This is just a tangent, but it's related to what you're talking about, Toby Keith. If 9-11 happened now, I guarantee you <laughs> no country singer would sing about it because it's happening in New York. Wow. Oh, shit. Hot take. Wouldn't be patriotism anymore. It would be fucked people in the city. I'm trying to think of any argument I can put up against that. This, yeah. Are you saying the song would have been, they should have moved, they should have moved, it's dangerous <laughs> in the city. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, God damn it. And, and Toby Keith would sing that song, too. He'd have he the pro-New yeah. York 9-11 song, and he'd have the fucking fuck New York 9-11 song. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. Also, another meta thing. They put up the Ghostbusters sign, but it's the Ghostbusters sign for Ghostbusters 2. So it's okay. holding up. Right. <laughs> what? So what? in my head, I was like, okay, because I, I remembered, you know, the Ghostbusters sign changing to the 2 in the promotional materials and shit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that makes sense for the fucking title cards of the movie. Yeah, the yeah. ghost is thrown out the two. Makes sense. But then later on in the movie, it's on like their uniforms and on the side of the car. Do they yeah. know they're in a Ghostbuster sequel here? <laughs> it seems that way. Because like you you could argue like, oh, well, the, the, you know, they restarted the business and they wanted to indicate they restarted the business. Who would do who would name their second business a sequel name? Like, <laughs> Hello, Ghostbusters 2. 
<laughs> like nobody's like You're kind of admitting failure at that point yeah, aren't you? nobody's ever done that right it's not like mcdonald's to revenge of mcdonald's or something like that just doesn't happen <laughs> So, yeah, it's weird. You're drawing attention to the fact that it failed and came back when you do that, sir. Yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> What's going on with that? I, I do, okay, I will say, I enjoy that they played around with, like, some different Ghostbusters costumes in that montage. There's, like, the, the charcoal-colored uniforms. Man. Yeah, It's fucking like cool. It. Yeah. And, yeah. Apparently, what is with the self-aware 2? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. But apparently, Ivan Reitman didn't like those black uniforms, which is why they're only in that montage. Uh, really yeah they look great i think but yeah i i i don't know why to because you know i i guess maybe it is kind of a self-aware joke but in the 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 like context of the movie it makes no sense why this business would be named a sequel name yeah I don't know. That's just kind of a weird element to me to have that in the movie. Like I yeah. said, for the promotional material, it makes sense. But why would they be changing that on the uniforms and stuff? I'll be honest with you. I can't wait for Taco Bell too, though. Like, yeah, the sequel to Taco Bell. Bring it, man. What you, what are they gonna do? Like, <laughs> how are you gonna this time? The no burger? diarrhea. No diarrhea. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's the ultimate side dish to Taco Bell. <laughs> um but yeah yeah that doesn't make a whole lot of sense exactly why that would happen it just seems like with this movie i mean between that and again the vigo needs to be a baby dana works in the museum thing it seems like there was just a lot of quick hasty decisions that almost feel they almost feel fan fictiony to me in a lot of way you know kind of yeah it kind of does feel like that um the cast is amazing outside of our our core cast just everybody else involved is it and, and it, this may be because i watch this movie a lot but their faces are all so familiar and if you look at their imdbs they're all in a ton of stuff especially like kurt fuller as the mayor's like dickhead assistant that guy yeah, dude like great. that's one of those guys that you recognize and you're like that guy was in everything i saw when i was a kid but dude, i don't know his name this is fucking crazy because i had to write this down because i looked at his imdb and i was like he literally was in everything i loved as a kid he was in the everything. running man He's in oh, yeah. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Fucking awesome. He's in No yep. Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. Holy He's also shit. in Wayne's World. He's in this. I watched all of those movies all the fucking time. Yeah. Fucking so, awesome, man. Great. Love Kurt Fuller. Uh, love love the mayor guy, uh, David Margulies. Like, just a really great cast. And uh, having Brian Doyle, Brian Doyle Murray as the psychiatrist, <laughs> he, he's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I love, by the way, about that scene when they get thrown into the into the loony bin. It's like Winston is pretty much an unofficial Ghostbuster until it's time to get thrown in jail. Now he's a <laughs> Ghostbuster. <laughs> like really? What? Like he's not even on the stand, like like testifying with them and stuff. Right? Yeah, it's weird. But he gets the punishment for them. Like At the time of the events of the first movie, he says, I've been working with these guys for a couple of weeks. And all that shit goes down. So, And then the Ghostbusters broke up or whatever after uh that. And then in this movie, he's not even testifying with them on Mm, the stand. But but he does get thrown in the nut house. Hmm. That is odd to have that happen. Unless, <laughs> right? Unless they were just making a commentary on the obvious, you know, issue of uh, the legal system and black people. Like the legal system would 
maybe treat him way differently and much worse. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's what they're doing. It doesn't seem to be, at least. Like, There's a weird. really crazy deleted scene, too, where as a way to try to expedite them getting out of the institution, uh, Louis Tully, Rick Moranis, consults with his cousin who works there, played by Eugene Levy. Okay. There's a deleted scene where the two of them are talking, and he's like, don't you think you could get him out of here sooner? And Eugene Levy is doing this like kind of quasi Rick Moranis sort of bit with his character. Okay, it's really bizarre. I had no clue he was ever connected to the Ghostbusters universe. You can find it on YouTube. Huh? I gotta check that out. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was uh, Ivan Reitman's uh, like first movie. What is it called? Fuck! It's it's showing on the marquee of the movie theater that they show, and I can't remember. Anyway, no shit. Uh, yeah, fucking, uh, he's in that. So maybe it was just. Just like, hey, Eugene, you want to come in? They, I mean, because they obviously got a bunch of cameos for this. I mean, you got Cheech Marin at the the dock there. Oh yeah, the uh-huh. you got uh, Bobby Brown is in here. Bobby Brown, uh, not only singing songs, shows up in here. Uh, you also got uh, fucking Ben Stein as one of the public works officials. Yeah, that's right. He's in there. Yeah. Mary Ellen, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Mary Ellen Trainer plays the the mom of the the birthday party. She's also the mom from Monster Squad. Uh, and in a bunch oh, of other shit. stuff. Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't notice her. Yeah. It's uh, Philip Baker Hall is the city police chief. Like, I saw him for a second. He's, uh, I don't know if you know Philip Baker Hall off the top of your head. He's uh, the old mm-hmm. guy in Magnolia. Uh, well, oh, older, shit. Okay. older guy, not the old guy who's dying. Um, but he, you My see God him for. Damn regret. Yes. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Well, you see oh, him shit. for a brief second. And it's like, what the fuck is he doing there? He doesn't even say anything, I don't think. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. yeah, the cast in this obviously is killer. Like no complaints about about anybody. I think that I think that this movie since, you know, Bill Murray who was kind of the funniest guy in the first flick, he's he's kind of more concerned with getting this relationship with Dana and stuff going on in this flick. Yeah. Um I think that Egon really shines as having some of the funniest shit in this movie. Yeah. Like he gets I to agree. play around and mm-hmm. be hilarious in this yeah, flick man like i love all the uh yeah the do ray egon shit That's and how really he kind of does funny. that cheesy yeah. eyebrow raise like i'm cool aren't i what a goober he's yeah. fucking great in this yeah he's 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 doing really good um and the epididymis line and all that like all that stuff is funny he's he's great like my family had part of a slinky i straightened it <laughs> i straightened it oh man that he said delivers that so perfectly yeah yeah. I like him blending in as a New York construction worker by being like, yo, yo. that's all he says. That's his response. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how do they talk? Uh, yo. <laughs> yeah. Great. He does a great job. Yeah. Although I will say, even though he does have the funniest lines in this movie to me, I'll say one thing about this flick that kind of stood out to me is that it has, it has funny lines, but not necessarily funny scenes yeah like the original movie had so many scenes that were just like funny situational shit like right. lewis tully with the colander thing over his head <laughs> being all weird and possessed yeah um over at that apartment like that's just a funny ass scene yeah. this movie mostly just has some funny lines in yeah. some very kind of mundane scenes for a lot of it yeah i think probably the funniest scene overall is the one you were just talking about where they're they're you know digging up the street uh, that's that, a funny scene that's a yeah funny scene but yeah you're right like a, it's not 
it's not as as heavily laden with funny scenes as the first one is but the the scene i think like it it overall like carries its its message of like positivity so like every scene is light and and fun except for the scary ones you know all all the others may be light and fun but yeah they don't always a hit comedy level it's just like oh i'm having a good time i'm not really laughing yeah yeah and that's that's kind of a question that i have about this too is like overall who does it feel like to you this movie is is made for because i feel like with the Mm -hmm. original movie when it came out there wasn't a toy line there wasn't a cartoon it was was just yeah Yeah. it was this weird strange supernatural sci-fi comedy thing with crazy special effects and shit then we had all these years of yeah the toy lines the cartoons and all this jazz then this movie comes out and I think that it it is clearly trying to reflect the cartoon in a lot of ways. I mean, the way that they mm-hmm. changed Slimer to look, the way they changed Annie Potts' character to yeah. look, and, and Winston's character to look, and, and even the, the fact that it's pink slime, like yeah. the toys came with. The toys had this pink slime mm-hmm. that came with them. Which, by the way, the pink slime in the movie looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it's That's great. another special effect yeah. that just looks really cool in this. Mm-hmm. So they were clearly trying to reflect the fact that they knew that this cartoon and toy line were getting good to kids, but at the same time, this movie has like way scarier shit in it yeah. than the original did. The and that, that heads scene, and stuff, yeah. severed heads on yeah. spikes, mm-hmm. like that scared the fucking shit out of me as a kid, man. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, unexpected too. It just comes out of nowhere, especially as you were saying. The first one is, I mean, it's you know clearly meant for adults, but it's not like gory or anything. Well, and so much of it is about, like, relationships, like this adult right. relationship between, yeah, Dana and her baby and Vinkman wanting to step in. Right. The like, very that's not thing. kid stuff. No. No, it's not. Though, the thing is, I, I feel like, I feel like it is kid stuff. Like, I feel like from watching this movie as a kid, like, I understood that um you know all the stuff that was going on with the the baby i understood that this was like a a kid who whose father is not in the picture and that this is a a good person stepping up like it didn't you know all of it didn't hit but like the the moral idea of it hit so i i think like maybe we just kind of we talk down to kids too much now i feel like we just kind of expect that they don't understand things that they do like kids can I think get so. It. Yeah. So Yeah. It it's it is definitely more kiddy than the first one. It is definitely more aimed at kids, but yeah, you're right. Some of the times it's like I mean, you know, with Janine and Lewis, like that's not for kids. <laughs> that's definitely No. I mean it was <laughs> they fuck it. it was definitely for young me, because I was like, damn, all right, Annie Potts, let's watch some designing women, I guess. I <laughs> I I think you know that mixture maybe because it is isn't g it's it's a pg and probably would probably would get a pg-13 rating now i would think yeah i think so uh but at the time pg so it, it it's allowing admittance of children so i, I think there probably are a little bit aiming at kids because the first one i think is pg but that was before pg-13 existed and it probably would have been pg-13 sure but this is one of those weird things, man, about about getting older and, and changing perspective and losing perspective is because even though I just said everything that I said, yeah, 
me as a kid fucking loved this movie. Me too. Yeah. So good. So like I'm sitting here going like, oh, there's so many things in this movie that aren't for kids. It's so scary and there's adult themes. Right. I loved that shit when I was a kid. Exactly. Did it scare me? Yeah. yeah, absolutely so. Did it fuck me up in the long run? No. No. <laughs> Not really. Like, yeah. uh, sure, it, it spooked me a little bit, but honestly, it kind of like it endeared me to this movie because yeah. it was giving me something that whatever the brave little toaster and flight of the navigator weren't doing for me. Yeah. So yeah, even though it did have stuff that scared the shit out of me and probably stuff I didn't understand, even me having said everything I just said, I can tell you as a kid, I fucking love this movie. Absolutely. I watched it so many times. I think kids still would I, I yeah i don't think anything has changed except for the the uh, general feeling parents have toward protecting their children from a lot of things you don't really need to protect them from they're, right they're smart children pick up on a lot of things and picking up on those things means they'll better understand them as they age uh we need that we need smart kids we don't need kids being protected from literally anything different like it's just so strange to me that that but that's not entirely yeah. true because you you can watch uh kids movies and stuff that deal with complicated issues and cartoons that deal with complicated issues they're not the mainstream always and you know even some of the mainstream you had like turning red and whatnot and inside out they're dealing with complicated stuff for kids uh and i think that that's that's good um you know it's maybe just we need more movies like this that are i guess very much pg meaning parental guidance is suggested meaning a kid could watch this you might want to be in the room with the kid if they have some questions about some complicated things yeah warning this movie may spark a conversation oh, between no. you and your oh, child can you imagine talking to your kid oh yeah. no yeah. oh awful right yeah yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like I, I think even just saying that makes me realize we we do kid glove a lot of kids entertainment. Yeah. Um. Now and and censor it from yeah things that might be scary or might be intense or whatever. When yeah. it's like in reality, I don't know. I, I think we turned out just fine personally. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but we are uh, make you know talking about horror movies because it did make us love horror movies. So maybe that's what they're afraid of. What if my kid likes scary movies and I get all spooked out? <laughs> what if What if my kid starts a badass podcast one day? Yeah. What am I going to do about it? Huh? Yuck. Can you imagine? Am I going to have to navigate whether I should join my own kid's Patreon and support the show or not? <laughs> Fuck. This is complicated. Uh, I will say this. If you have a Patreon and you charge your parents, that's not cool. Now, if they're doing it willingly, <laughs> that's, that's cool. But if they want to hear your extra content, just email it to them. <laughs> just send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, we mentioned Bobby Brown and didn't mention the fact that this movie has a fucking banger ass soundtrack. Oh, it's the it's just so good. Like, yeah, I um, I like just rewatching it. It had been a little while since I'd rewatched it, and that was one of the things that hit me almost immediately. It was just like all these songs I know them by heart because I've seen these movie this movie so many times. For and real, dude. They, it does have it does have the effect of that upbeat feel too. Like a lot of you know the Bobby Brown song and the the fucking uh, higher and higher, like both versions of that. Like it it really does keep you in a light and playful and fun mood, which is again why I think people love this movie. It it doesn't make you laugh all the time, but it never makes you feel bad. 
You're always feeling that's good. true. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. I I just can't help it. It's it's a flawed movie, and it maybe is. nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Maybe you know, maybe there are things in here that I'm just totally overlooking uh, and giving credence to. Even though I know that there's problems with it, because I've watched this movie my entire life, uh, yeah. is it as good as the original? Of course not. But if I'm watching the original, will I absolutely happily follow it up with this one? Like every time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. A hundred percent. Yep. It's just awesome. It's great. So, I mean, yeah, these are going to be nostalgia laden ratings, maybe. But uh, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> For real, right? Yeah. Like, I do wish that I do wish they would have given Winston more to work with because he he's fantastic and he's the most grounded down to earth character. Like he's kind of yeah. our window into this yeah. bizarre world of science and supernatural stuff going on. He is our everyman. So I wish they would have given him more. Yeah. I wish old Lewis Tully would have had some more screen time, maybe with that that side Slimer yeah. storyline. Like that's just fun. It is. Um, and I do think we could have gotten to a lot of these same things in a cleaner, more logical way than just yeah. Dana doesn't play cello anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Okay. I think that there's ways to do everything this movie did in a better and and cleaner way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's probably ways to wrap more laughs up into this movie too, Maybe. but I still really like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to rate this thing? So if the original Ghostbusters is a 10, mm-hmm. which it is, it is. I think I'm going to say this movie again with, with plenty of nostalgia points tacked onto it. I'm going to say it's like a seven for me. I, oh, I will okay. say like watching it for a podcast and being really critical of it didn't enhance my love of the no, movie. It didn't. That's kind of a bummer. Like it when is. you when you turn your you know your your hobby into a jobby, yeah. that's kind of what happens it sometimes. Is. Yeah. Um. So that can be a bummer. It's like whenever I fucking you know uh, I'm doing a lesson on some like incredible Van Halen tune that I love or whatever, and I'm like, man, that B string is flat as fuck. This whole song. How do nobody catch that? It's that kind of thing. You know, where yeah. I, I love it and I'm nostalgic for it and it fucking rocks. But then I analyze it so much and I'm like, yeah, but there's these problems that, come on, did nobody catch this? It's mm. kind of that effect. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't help it. Still love the movie, man. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Um, I, yeah, I, I think like all the problems we, we talked about with it don't change my opinion on it much, though I definitely... um. I definitely think it's it's got um, some issues that would have been solved probably if they had gone with a, a script that was completed when they, they started rather than changing things and kind of seeming to fly by their pants sometimes. It does seem Maybe, at times yeah. like they were just like, I don't know what to shoot today. Uh, <laughs> but I still fucking love it. So I, I'm going to say an eight. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to eight. It's an eight for sure. me. Sure, the Ocho. Why yeah, not, right? Why not? Those are going to be unpopular opinions because I know that this movie does get some flack, and I want to hear does. your all's responses to that in the Facebook group and our Instagram page and Twitter page, everywhere else you can find us on social media. Just look up our link tree, and you'll find all the places you guys can hang out with us there on the interwebs. Support the show on Patreon. That yeah. means a ton to us and helps keep the wheels a-turning. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. If you head on over there, you can become a... Cap- you can do that. Then become a patron. 
Uh, and then uh, <laughs> if you have a Patreon on a $1 level or any level, you get access to our uh, uh, Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, I should have one on uh, second Treehouse of Horror up soon. Emily and I were talking about it like while we were drunk, and she was like, we should record it now. And I was like, no, we should not. You were very drunk. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, if you become a patron on a $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the smoke and bowl. And then we draw from the smoke and bowl. And then we review the movie. We cover the movie that we draw from the smoke and bowl. <sighs> I did it. You did it, dude. I think in a single <laughs> breath. That's pretty impressive. It was really hard. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Practice. <laughs> so yeah, sign up today and uh, also rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can review a podcast. doesn't cost you a dime and it helps us out a whole lot. Also, be sure to stay tuned for next week's installment of the show. We're going to be talking about one that... Uh, I think I've only seen one time, and uh, I I enjoyed it pretty fine, mm-hmm. but I look forward to putting it under the scrutinizing, all-knowing eyes <laughs> of uh, uh, cis, straight, white, male <laughs> podcaster gays. The all-knowing eye, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually what the eye of Saruman was. It was like a white guy's <laughs> podcast. That makes, the, that makes the most sense. The most sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sauron, Sauron got canceled at the end there of the movie <laughs> and all his friends fleed so they didn't get canceled exactly yeah. I cancel thee as he cast the <laughs> cast the ring into the fire cancel the ring he said that was the original line oh, Jesus. cancel him yeah that makes sense <laughs> we're anyway. talking about poltergeist 2 next time Yep. Poltergeist Boogaloo, I think it's called. Yep. That's, it. That's it. Poltergeist 2, this time it's personal. Uh, <laughs> Poltergeist 2, answer the call. <laughs> right? Poltergeist 2, answer the call. I'm excited for it. It's going to be great. Poltergeist 2, Pinkerton. <laughs> right? Yes. Honestly, okay. that sounds great. That would be awesome. I mean, it is pretty good. So we'll, we'll find what out about it there up? on next week's installment. Maybe, maybe that's the deal, right? Yep. Anyway, challenge accepted. So tune in and hang out with us there next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Looking forward to seeing you guys this weekend at our hangout here in Knoxville. It's going to be a good time. I've been your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Been Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely. Podcasters. (laughs) Bye. All right, Ben, let me tell you, when I get to drinking with Emily, mm-hmm. um, she gets really uh, funny mean towards movies. Um, so we we tried to watch Hocus Pocus 2 last night, which I'll, I'll talk about in the, the main episode, but we tried to watch Hocus Pocus 2 last night, and... Um, we got about 40 minutes in and we started talking about, you know, just movies in general, um, and making stuff and, you know, how people can maybe not like the thing you like. And this is just a direct quote from my wife that I think is, it gets, it cuts to the heart of the argument. She said, right down to the quick, right down to the quick. 
I know you put your heart and soul into it. It just fucking sucks. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Honestly, sometimes it be like that. Sometimes it really does be it like that. It does be like that. That you know, maybe everybody was trying their damnedest. Maybe everybody was like putting in all the effort, and maybe the final product is just not good. Sometimes it works out that way. You Sorry. know. Sorry. Sometimes I know. it works out that way. You can respect the hustle and sure. be really bad at it at the same time. You can. <laughs> you absolutely can. I mean, you there know? are musicians out there who made their entire careers on fucking sucking. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but, you know, it is like that. You got a good point. Yeah. She's got a point. Yeah. Just, yeah. Consider that. Anytime you're making something, you know, put all the effort in you want, but maybe, maybe it just won't be good. Sorry. I hope that after she said that, she said, bless them. Oh, bless. Bless their hearts. Bless them. Bless them for trying. <laughs> Here's a question. What is the stipulation for how long after you say the mean thing can you say, bless their hearts? Is it like <laughs> how many seconds? Or is yeah, it like hours? No, it's in seconds. It's in seconds, I think. I think, you know, proper Southern grandma is going to get it in there real quick. But I think it's, yeah, yeah. it's still going to count, you know. I think even up to 30 seconds later, you know, that, that's quite I think a pause, next time though. I do it, I'm just going to, I'm going to say something really hardcore about somebody. Yeah. And I'm going to just watch the other person's eyes start to widen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right whenever it hits the like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that point. That's when I'm going to hit him with a blessing. Bless him. Bless. But I'm going to wait it out. I got to wait for the timing. It's like in a boss battle when it's like, if you, you know, double tap attack right when you hit him, you get the extra (laughs) HP off. I think it's like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You hit him with the bless him at that point. That's like a, it's like you just hit him with a pacify spell. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Chill. (laughs) Damage multiplier. (laughs) Great. (laughs) 